captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Master Sensei. This is Smoke Night Live. It's episode 388 of Smoke Night Live, Jordan. Ah! Producer Kid Jordan, how are you, my friend? Doing good. Doing good. Are you ready for this rocking episode? I'm ready to buy some stock. Oh, baby. This is one of our most popular episodes. Uh, I think you're going you're gonna to like it. Um, we'll get into it shortly. But let's go to our studio audience real quick because... Somebody's missing over there. I know. We're down oh. one tonight. We're down one because everybody light a cigar for Matt. Baby yes. was born this morning at 927 a.m. Five pounds, six ounces, 18 inches long. Little Evelyn Anise. Is that how you say yes. that? Is that the middle yes, name? I believe Anise? so. I don't know. Evelyn Anise. Congrats to Matt and Natalie. Yes. Uh, every- Toast to Matt and the healthy baby. And yes. The extended family. Absolutely. Um, very excited about that. Matt wasn't sure. Uh, we, he was thinking it was going to come. The baby was going to come around Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest time, but it's a good thing now we can go to Rocky Mountain Cigar it happened, Fest. It exactly. Happened, it happened early, <laughs> and so we're we're really. I got my cornhole buddy. Yes, you got your cornhole take you guys partner. Down. <laughs> we're going to talk three, uh, three years in a row. Can we do it? Three. No, I don't think so. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the show because uh, Randy actually has some news that we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Um, Randy's pregnant again. Randy's pregnant. No. Tell it now. Um, Tell it now. But uh, it's, like yeah, the, we'll, it's like the third time in two weeks I've been pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So on this show tonight, first of all, if you guys are watching, tune in on Facebook or YouTube uh, live. We have a split audience here. Uh, half the people are uh, usually on Facebook, half are on YouTube. But like the show, share the show, click subscribe. It really does uh, make a difference. It helps us to, uh, you know, the algorithm, Jordan. It's the algorithm. You got to play with that algorithm. You got to play with that algorithm. And if you want this show to survive, which of course it will because this is episode 388. But if you want it to survive, please like and share the show. It really does mean a lot to us. Thank you for joining us tonight. All of our viewers are amazing. We love you guys. I see Chaz on. I see Jeff Todd on. I see Barb is on. Joe Diaz. Bear is on. Mike Hakens. Mark Burns. Oh, my gosh. Brian Clancy. I I can go on and on. Peter, you're on. Thank you. Nathan Stewart. He's one of our main guys. Michael Barnes. Anyways, thank you guys for all uh, joining us tonight. This is the uh, cigar brand stock market, and we have assembled Jordan a crack panel. Tons. We this is could be one of the biggest shows of the year. We have so many guests. So most on. guests we maybe we've ever had streaming into the show. Yes. Know. Let's start with none other than probably I would say the guy who's been on Smoke My Life maybe more than anybody else. Uh, 
in the entire world, uh, none other than our good buddy Cigar Coop Cooper. Coop, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my hey. friend. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is always a fun show, so uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Are you ready to, uh, to make some companies happy and some other ones sad? You know, it's funny. I wrote about today in my something about pettiness in the cigar industry, and I'm sure we're going to see it tonight. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'll just kind of come right out and say that. Uh, oh, you don't talk about me. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, and, and this is not anything personal tonight. This is, we're looking at this from a business standpoint. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. This yep. is uh, yep. nothing yep. personal, of course. Never is. Um, next up, uh, Aaron Loomis uh, from Developing Pilots. Aaron is known as being a guy that. Oh, um, where's my Aaron? And where's their air? Oh, no. Nope, that's, no, no. There, there he is. is. There's Aaron. There he is. Aaron, welcome back to Smoke Night Live. You are the resident uh, thumbs down kind of guy, but uh, we're glad to have you back on Smoke Night Live, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, this is probably the most time I get to spend with Randy all year, so I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Oof. I'm, I'm already feeling bad for you. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, none other than uh, Nick Labretti from JR Cigars. Nick, uh, welcome back to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, unlike Coop, I intend to make this very personal tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my gripes are extremely personal and extremely petty. <laughs> now, now, nice. Now, Nick, nice. Uh, there's a rumor going around, Nick, that... Um, that you, you could theoretically lose your job tonight. That's, is that true? I mean, I, 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 like I said, I called my boss when he sent me over the list of what we were doing. And she was like, there's enough companies on there that we don't sell. So you can just, you know, make fun of them if you have to. So I should be covered. Wow. And then, of course, from Flavor Odyssey, the world's most popular and greatest cigar and drink pairing show. None other than our own. Randy Griggs, Mr. Craft Beer. Randy, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friends. Well, thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here with this absolute excellent uh, cast of characters tonight. I also am going to make this very personal. You know, to me, uh, uh, you know, the, the way uh, brands are, are created, presented, and positioned in the market is uh, uh, something of uh, professional exercise that I go through for, uh, for the alcohol industry and really excited to kind of uh, lend some of those thoughts and um, so, some of the, the way I view brands uh, in the workplace. Uh, to to see the cigar industry and see how this all works out. See how how off I am from these esteemed folks on the panel with me here tonight. Yes. There we go. <laughs> uh, had to do it. So one other uh, point of housekeeping before we get uh, rocking and rolling on this. Uh, the idea tonight is we're talking about twenty different cigar brands. Now the Premium Cigar Association trade show just wrapped up uh, about a month ago. And so we have uh, we haven't done this show since 2022. So this seemed like a really great time to do the show. Here's the idea. Uh, the, the impression that you have of a brand uh, sh should can and should change throughout uh, the year and in the moves that they make, the cigars that they release, the press releases and so forth that they send out. You're just your general feeling about these brands. Should you buy, hold or sell? Right now, we're looking at a, uh, a, a snapshot. You know when somebody goes in for an MRI and you're just looking at this little cross-section of, 
of their body. That's what we're looking at right now, the cross-section just right now. Uh, that doesn't mean that you necessarily dislike this brand per se. Maybe it's one of your favorite brands, but maybe right now where we are in 2023 in August, uh, maybe you maybe you sell when you would normally have bought just based on their recent moves. So that's sort of the idea behind this. It's where they are now. And you can also theoretically hold a stock, which means you're not really sure where they're going, but you you're not you don't think that they're going in a bad direction. But the news here is you can only hold a total of three times during the show. And our good buddy Scott, who is sitting in the studio audience, Scott, you will be uh, monitoring this, uh, entering it into the spreadsheet, and yes. uh, letting us know how the I results are going. I will be collecting all the data tonight, so make sure you get your choices correct, because we <laughs> will know. And at the end of the show, we'll 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 have some statistics. We'll be able to know, like, is is Aaron, is he bullish? Is he bearish? Uh, uh, what is is what kind of a uh, a guy is Nick? This sort of gets to your psyche as a as a cigar smoker. And so um, uh, during the show, we'll be tracking that as well. So we're going to jump right into it right now, Jordan. Here's there's no the story. there's no sense in jacking around. Let's get right into <laughs> the cigar brand stock market for the summer of 2023. All right, I'm going to start uh, with Coop on this one. Coop, the first brand that we have on the docket tonight is Rojas Cigars. Coop, are you going to buy, are you going to hold, are you going to sell Rojas? Sell. Well, that was just so quick. <laughs> you, you got a so, thought hey, on that? Um, have a good night, guys. In my, in my opinion, <laughs> it's a bunch of things. Their media relations remains terrible. Um... Their cigars, in my opinion, are not that great. And I don't know. I just can't get excited about, like, when your flagship line is, is street tacos and yeah. and you're saying you're focused around small ring gauge when small ring gauge has proven it doesn't work in this market today in the U.S. So, to me, I'm not putting money into that portfolio. I'm selling. All right. Aaron Loomis from Developing Pallets. I'm going to buy. Whoa. Uh, I like the, Whoa. I like right the king the of bat, small gauge Aaron concept. Me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I like the king of small gauge concept. Uh, I'm a small ring gauge fan uh, when they are done well. Um, and the cigars that he makes are pretty good. Um, you know, I've tried the breakfast tacos pretty good. The uh, KSG that came out, I think, last year was really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have anything... I, you know, it's probably it, an relate, affordable stock relations. at this point, right, Aaron? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. so it's a buy for me. Aaron's buying on Rojas. Uh, Nick Labretti, JR Cigars. I don't mean to come out of the gate like mid, but I'm going <laughs> to hold on them. Right. Oh, oh, hold on. He's already <laughs> used oh, the no, hold. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, I forgot I got so these. So I, I would have <laughs> sold – because I wasn't really familiar with them, and like Coop said, like they weren't getting a lot of media uh, attention. You know, we don't, I don't, you know, we don't carry. We might in the stores, but not online. But then I did smoke a few of the Barbacoa um, street tacos, and I'm like, it, they, if they were really, really good. I, I very much enjoyed them. Not enough to invest in it right now, 
but I would I would hold like all right, you know, if you get a couple lines in, I, I think that it's 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 ah, buy. I'm gonna buy. Sorry. Whoa, he's changed. Oh, he oh, talked oh, himself yeah. into it. He talked himself, himself into, into it. it. Yeah. No, the, it was it was really good. And like Aaron said, like if you nail a small ring gauge and get that balance of flavor, strength, and everything in a smaller ring gauge, I'm all for it. So I'm I'm buying. All right, Randy Griggs, Flavor Odyssey. All right, so for me, Rojas is a uh, a sell uh, unequivocally. A um, couple things I, I'd say, you know, especially given the um, the panelists before me, you know, one thing that I've learned in, in my industry, you know, is is I uh, you know work for a distributor in, in the alcoholic beverage industry, and I'm constantly reviewing brands. You know, great beer or great spirits are not good enough. You know, you need to have some buzz. You need to have some marketing. Uh, sense about you and, and right. anytime you learn about marketing you have to know who your demographic is and I, and I love what Coop said that you know what we actually see trending and being more popularized our larger ring gauge even though I, I agree like I'm a Lonsdale guy I don't go for the Lancero but I do enjoy a, a, a small ring gauge but I don't know if you understand uh, your demographic well enough to to you know yep. really capture it with, with with that effort and then going after you you know the whole tacos thing uh, very niche you know part of the market I'd say that, that is going for that kind of tongue in cheek um, kind of gimmicky kind of concept um, you know when when we talk about brands there's so many out there I I often kind of hold and reserve judgment to hear what you know. My, my friends tell me what I see on social media and I hear nothing. I see nothing from this brand. Um, and so uh, from that standpoint, I don't think there's any buzz. There's no momentum. Uh, I think you've gone too niche with, with your, with your efforts. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole. All right. Great job, uh, Randy. Randy is a <laughs> solid sell. Jordan, uh, what do you think? Rojas. Um, I, I want to be a hold, uh, the street tacos are actually pretty good. Um, but I think they're, they're all, at the same time, they're a bit gimmicky too, uh, with focusing too much on the small ring gauge and street tacos is, is kind of like, that should be like a limited brand. I feel like, um, Rojas is kind of all over the place. Like, is he making cigars in Nicaragua or is he making them out of his garage in Texas sometimes? Who knows? Um, I think I, I want to be a hold because the cigars are actually pretty good, but be, I'm going to lean towards the cell. Jordan sells. Uh, I'll go last. Um, I don't want to repeat everything that Randy just said, but Randy, you absolutely nailed this um, one. Yep. I'm going to give you credit on that. Um, so for me, it is a sell on Rojas. Uh, but I, I also agree with Jordan in that the street tacos are really good. Yeah, you should try yep. both the, the versions of the street tacos are a good cigar. And so right now, all the Rojas fans are out there watching saying, why is he selling? But Randy said it so well. He Randy explained did. that you got to have more than just a couple good cigars. So there you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Terrible, right, uh, terrible this, marketing. Yep. Yeah, we're going to go in snake draft order. So I'll go first on this one. The next brand that we have to buy, hold, or sell is Crown Heads. Um, I'm definitely a buy on Crown Heads. Uh, I haven't always been a buy on Crown Heads. Um, they've had some years where I've been a solid sell, and I've made no bones about that. But right now, I'm feeling pretty good on Crown Heads. I like what they're doing. I'm really excited to try the new one. Can't think of the name right now. La Valeda. La Valeda. I'm excited La to try that. Uh, Jordan, are you going to buy, hold, or sell Crown Heads? Uh, yeah, I've also kind of wavered on crown heads on these shows over the years, uh, but I think in recent years it's gone in the upward direction. 
Uh, it's cool they got like a super premium on the lot now, yep. sort of filling yep. out the portfolio. Um, and as time has gone on, they you know they've just withstood the test of time. They're a, they're a solid brand. I'm gonna go buy on this one. Excellent, uh, Randy. What do you think? Yeah, uh, this brand is a buy for me. They, they've been on an upward trend. They've had some uh, odd, let's call it, uh, interactions in the inter- industry over the, over the last few years where they were like absolutely soaring. And as far as I'm concerned, they haven't missed a, a beat since uh, separating from their previous partner. Um, and, you know, John himself is so genuine. Uh, you, you know, I feel, I feel like everyone can really relate to him um, and, and where, where he's going. And, and again, I'm, I'm also a big fan of, of the uh, super uh, premium that, that they're releasing. But I don't feel like they're, they're releasing it because they feel like there's a void in the portfolio. It's, it, it's an organic. Again, they're, they're very organic and genuine in, in the way they do things. I think they're very relatable. I think their, their sales team is fantastic. They're engaged in the industry. Um, at this point, you know, you know the, the, the lineage, the, the backstory, you know, what they've done in this industry, like they can walk around and not explain themselves to anybody. They don't have anything to explain. You know, they've, they've done such so many great hits over the years. Uh, they have so many great partnerships, you know, and, and partnering with, uh, you know, Ernesto, I know it's not the first time, but like another, uh, you know, great partnership. I feel like everything that Ernesto does when collaborating with someone, you know, ranges from very good to excellent. Um, and so I have high expectations of that new release. Oops, and wrong button. <laughs> no. Randy is a solid buy. It's a solid buy. It's a Comment, solid buy. Comments from uh, Clayton and the audience. He says, uh, Vaguero's logo on the Lavareta is sick. Did anybody else get that? Like, yes. it's exactly the Habanos. 100%. You take, you take the cheapest Habanos to make your, <laughs> your most expensive line. <laughs> All right, Nick Libretti, uh, Crown Heads. I mean, how can you sell I mean... that face? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going, I mean, listen, my, my, my loyalties with my man John are well known. I'm going solid by, and not just because... He gives me a lot of free swag and, and cigars. Um, the Lavareda, I've had the chance to smoke it. I think it's fantastic. I really do. Um, everything they've been doing, Randy made a great point. You know, all the stuff that happened with, uh, you know, the Pachardo factory and that whole nonsense. They haven't missed a beat uh, with their releases. Mil Dios is, you know, become this kind of global behemoth. Los Cal- uh, Calaveras is, you know, one of the yearly smokes that you need. John's becoming a tight, much much to his chagrin, he's becoming a really big deal in this industry, and he's handling it well. The cigars that they're making are, are fantastic. A great balance of new portfolio, you know, new core lines, some limited editions, you know, cutting back on stuff that, you know, he's not afraid to, like, take something off of the market if he doesn't think it's selling. Um, he wants to keep his portfolio as tight as possible. Um, I think he's handling it well, and I think he makes fantastic cigars. Yeah. All right. It's a bye from Nick Libretti. Aaron Loomis. Uh, I'm not going to break the trend here. I, I'm going to buy as well. Um, the, the brand has just been on an amazing run. Uh, you know, really good releases, uh, lots of traction, things like that. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the partnership with EPC. Um, I'd like to see them kind of maybe not tie so much with that and kind of expand their uh, partnerships. But, um, I, you know, you can't, uh, can't shame them for the success they've had. So it's a buy. Who would think that Aaron Loomis would start out right out of the gate with two buys? Like, that, that, this is the biggest shock so far of, of the show already. Uh, Coop, what do you think, Crown Heads? 
You know, I am concerned that sometimes I see these lines come out, and they seem to be get good acclaim, they seem to sell well, and then they just disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, like one, for example, is like Four Kicks Maduro. We haven't seen the Four Kicks Maduro for a while. Uh, where's Jericho Hill? You know, J.D. Howard Reserve. You know, some of these things just seem to go away, and I get they're trying to keep the portfolio streamlined, right? So that's my concern with them. Now, that being said, it seems to they seem to find a way to make it work. And, you know, I do like the new uh, the new release they came out with the trade to the Labrador. I think they did a great job with that. It really looked elegant. The cigar was good. But the bottom line is I, the only reason why I'm going by with them here is because the Tim Osgood money's in there. And I think mm-hmm. that they're well-funded and they can, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. So, um, But I would like to see a little more stability with what, what is a core line, what's a limited line. I, 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 that part's just kind of... I think it's got to be on some retailers' minds, particularly if you're bringing these lines in. How long am I going to continue to keep these lines in the store? But, I'll, but So it's a soft buy here for me. Coop's buying on Crown Heads. All right, I'm going to start with you, Coop. Um, I, well, I well to... can, can, can I just ju- jump in yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, on, on that real quick? Uh, and, and, I, and I certainly don't want to disagree with you at all, Coop, but I really appreciated what uh, Nick Labretti said. Um, you, know, you know, skew rationalization is a huge part of portfolio management. When you're running a company and you're de- developing different uh, lines and, and products, you know, taking a look... You know, when you have what we call a long tail in the industry, you have a lot of skews. You can really create consumer confusion, and 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 if if you have a, a confused consumer, I, you know, I, I often relate things back to beer. You know, when you walk into a bar and there's 50 handles of beer on tap, uh, you, you know, a person that's not like someone who's somewhat of a craft beer novice and they see 50 handles, they get intimidated by that. They're not sure what to buy. They don't want to look stupid in front of the bartender and they'll often buy the lowest common denominator. And so uh, I, I like what, what Nick said of just like they're, they're selective. If, if a brand's not absolutely crushing, it, even though they had previously announced that it was going to be like a, a core full-time production, uh, if it becomes uh, it just an incremental skew for incremental skew's sake. I think it's actually a, a really strong strategy to maybe pull back on that and focus on the things you want people to recognize you for and, and, and be focused on, on, you know, getting across the, the finish line rather than just ha- having everybody kind of have all your, your cigars sell kind of okay, but have, you know, five of them sell great and, and maybe not have all of them available all the time. I think, uh, you, you know, your, your criticism could, could, could be a, a, an intentional strategy uh, about keeping people like really focused on where they think they can win the market. I just, Wendy, I'm not disagreeing. The problem is I don't know what's a regular line that's going to be available mm-hmm. for time to come. Lake Karem is a great example. And John sure. was honest. He said, that's I couldn't get the point. rapper. He couldn't get right, the wrapper. Right. Okay, then why was that positioned as a regular production cigar? That, that, no. Those are the things that I just think confuses the retailer. And that's where I was going with that. I still have enough no, faith in them that. to give them a buy, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand. This wasn't a case. Yeah, this, there's certain ca- I agree. There are certain cases where he did pull things off the market. You know, and I love Lopinarius. But he did pull that off the market. It wasn't moving. I give him credit on. I that. was just gonna bring. I was gonna bring that up. That like he he pulled it off the market because it wasn't selling, and now everybody clamors for that cigar all the time. All like, yeah, all no, he the told me that. Yeah. Asking, you, you know what? Yeah. And when he brings it back, the sales are gonna boom. You, you, you know, yeah. there, there's yeah. definitely a. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a, a, an argument for yeah. limiting supply to create greater demand. You know. Yeah. So. Exactly. All right, Coop, I'm going to put these two brands together uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, Coop, I'll start with you. Uh, Luciano Cigars, are you going to buy, hold, or sell? 
So my Wait, answer we... is going to be. Okay, yeah. sorry. Do we get through that hole? So, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take Luciano Cigars from the inception of Luciano Cigars, which was late last year as a new company right now. And look, all the drama is behind us at this point. We know one thing. Luciano can blend a very good cigar. Now, he's built this company, it seems like, with a lot of collaborations, maybe some partnerships. So there's a lot of people have their hands in the cookie jar. This reminds me of the old CLE model from years ago with, with Fabricus Unitas when they had Winwood and they had uh, Grace, Grace Sotolongo's line and all that. It seems like that this has been recreated again. And my concern is I don't know if that's necessarily a successful model for the cigar industry. Time's going to tell on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I know Luciano can blend the cigar. I'm going to give him a hold. Now, I don't want to hear mm. from Luciano saying I'm being negative here. This is not negative. I'm looking at this historically and what I've seen. And let's see what happens and, and, and prove me wrong here. But this, that's why I'm holding here because I know he can blend the cigar, but I'm just not sure this model is how it's going to work going forward. So it's a hold for Coop. Yeah. Aaron Loomis. Uh, I'm going to sell. Uh, and this is the easiest sell that we'll have all night. Um, wow. This is a wow. this is a brand. Yes. This Preach. is a brand where you have. This is what we expected <laughs> from Aaron Lewis. <laughs> the potential for greatness only to get in your own way to fall flat on your face. Um, it, it it will come. I don't know how long it will take, but it will happen. It's just something where. Uh, I want let's let's go to the the Bronx Tale since the Bronx Tale was a, a high thing this uh, um, this summer at the trade show. There's nothing worse in life than wasted talent. Oh, nice, nice tie-in. Wow, it's, it's a sell <laughs> from Aaron. Uh, let's go to Nick Labretti from JR Cigars. Nick, I mean this might sound harsh, but the only thing I disagree with uh, with Aaron about is I mean I don't even know how much talent he had to waste. Um, Ooh, ooh. Oh, the fire. Shots fired. Not sell. Sell, yeah. I mean, for, take oh, take what we all know about you know, what, what, the drama with this brand. His marketing's all over the place. Uh, yep. Who knows where his field and factories are now? Who knows what, you know, what he's doing? Uh, he uh, Everything looks different. The sergeant and this and that. And, you know, the, it's not necessarily the best relationship he has with people in the in the industry, which doesn't make for a great case to, to build your brand in the future. And uh, I think what he had going for him for so many years, I mean, yes, he, he knows a decent amount of tobacco, but the factory where he was doing all his stuff, he's not even with that factory anymore. Um, and he has his own factory now. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm selling. I it's, a, it's, a, it's not a brand I would, I would invest money into. Maybe he'll prove me wrong in a, in a year or two, but it's not something I would invest in. Randy Griggs. Uh, for me, this is going to be a hold. For, uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten a chance to know uh, Luciano. He's passionate. Uh, I, um, you know, Nick might know a little more than I do about this situation. I do respect him as a, uh, a good tobacco man and having talent. Um, I think... Uh, what we saw at PCA was a little bit confusing. Uh, he looked more like uh, a contract uh, house 
uh, trying to promote other brands other than his own. We've seen that before in this industry. Um, and so I think um, I think the separation from uh, Crown Heads, because let's be honest, I, I, were we talking about this brand before they partnered with Crown Heads? I think I think they, they rose to a new level and platform uh, in the industry because of that partnership. And um, I want to I want to give it another cycle uh, uh, to see how he settles. Uh, I, I, like you said, I, I will absolutely concede that the PCA efforts were a little bit confusing in, uh, you know, promoting, in my opinion, more so his contracted brands and uh, and like kind of private label brands than his own. Um, but he's he's got some solid partnership he's got solid capital he's got a solid foundation i think he has an opportunity to take the notoriety that he you know gained from that partnership and still turn it into something i don't think it's it's wasted talent as of yet um but i what i saw most recently wasn't uh you know wasn't compelling enough to buy um but but i, I i'm a hold on that and 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 i i hope to see him turn the corner and maybe come back uh and over the next 18 months and and, and really uh kind of prove some of the things that nick Bretti and and aaron loomis said wrong all right jordan what do you think um i think there's just too much up in the air uh, at this point I, I wasn't the biggest fan when ace prime came onto the scene um when these giant uh, booths come out and they have they are just promoting like they have some celebrities you know uh, t t that's like their draw like turn me off right away crown heads kind of brought me in I was like okay uh, maybe we'll give these guys a shot I still never really liked too many of their cigars um, and now that crown heads is out of it new factory I think there's just I there's too many unknowns um, I don't really see much of a cohesive uh, vision with the brand as a whole other than like the first few cigars um, and that like on Dojoverse I have to like change the names of all of them and people are like how do I check into this old Ace Prime cigar and I'm like now nah, oh they renamed that this cigar like it's just like mm, too too many tough. things too much confusion in the brand um, and like the, the few newer cigars I don't really understand they just seem like random ideas um, they, there's, it doesn't seem to be like a cohesive line um, I, I gotta sell on this one uh, on, my, on the last show, I was a, uh, a super hard sell, I think, on Luciano, but I'm still going to be a sell on this one, but not nearly as hard of a sell. And I'll tell you why. I do feel like I didn't think that they would make it to this year, and they did. So for that, um, I'm still selling, but not nearly as hard. I hope uh, Luciano proves us all wrong, but um, I still have to. Eric, right, can I just quickly? Yeah. Can I, I'm sorry. Can I just, uh, just want to uh, to to what Randy's uh, point and, and really quick clarify yeah. what I meant about the the talent. I haven't seen his talent yet um, because everything he did kind of under Crown Heads and that factory, and then everything kind of mishmash. Now he might be a tremendous tobacco man and blender, and if he can get his marketing straight and like come out with something that wows me. You know, I don't. I'm not assuming that he has no talent, but it was like everything has been based off of other investors or other people's names or other factories, and then now he has his own facility and his own stuff. And like everyone said, from, I didn't get to go to the trade show this year, but the trade show was like, what, what's, what's going on? So I would like to see him kind of stand on his own two feet and then go from there. Right. 
Uh, very well. You know, said. If, if I could just say something real quick about the trade show, because we've now referenced it a couple of times, and a lot of people aren't aware, uh, the the Luciana Cigars booth uh, featured, uh, I believe, five different brands, uh, including Luciano, and Luciano was at no point other than the sign, um, the primary. Uh, there and he's done a uh, partnership with daily cigars which i know very well from germany um and so i'm i'm not entirely sure that um we're we're seeing the whole picture i think you know the global yeah. cigar market is uh is something we don't always talk about really in in mm -hmm. these circles yeah. and, and so you, you know he he might be capturing more of that asian and more of that european market through these partnerships that maybe don't like necessarily ring the bell for us with daylay and with uh with with why 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 panda, panda. um and uh and, and so why so, not right well you, you know and that that was the thing is they had these like ready to go cheesy lines that i kind of rolled my eyes at a little bit but but i i i'm again the reason i'm a sell is like giving him the the benefit of the doubt that he might be capturing more of that european and asian market through these um, yeah. Through these partnerships that that again just don't don't even even land on our radar at all, and, and so we'll we'll see over the next eighteen months. I I totally agree with the like kind of disjointed marketing of his own line. Um, uh, that, that, that that there isn't cohesion there, but uh, but he might have a, a longer. You know, he might be playing the long game that we just don't see because it's more of a global conversation where we're more focused on the on the North American market. Just putting that there out you go all right uh next brand up is uh mcauliffe uh i will go first since we're doing snake draft um mcauliffe cigars uh i like the fact that um they they really try hard to reach out to uh folks like us and i i think that um they're they're making some good moves uh but still like the black i just didn't think it was a very good cigar and until i get a really good cigar from mcauliffe um i have to go sell jordan what do you think um, McAuliffe, kind of like what I was saying about Ace Prime in the last comment, like they were one of those brands that like instantly turned me off. Like they came in kind of like El Septimo with these like $50 cigars. Um, and ever since then, they've been, uh, they've been working to uh, change their perception in the market. Uh, they've got some more affordable cigars. I, I like that what they've been doing on social media. Um, but I, I've worked my way through a good percentage of the portfolio, and I've only found one or two cigars that I actually am into. The new black, uh, I like that it's affordable. I just I didn't think it really hit. Um, so I still kind of am on the sell side on this one. All right. Uh, Randy Griggs. Uh, so uh, already I'm getting to, through my holds pretty quick here. Uh, this is a hold for me. I oh, had geez, an opportunity Randy. to, to uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay under my quota here. Uh, oh, but uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I had a chance to, to speak with Dan. He was very candid about where they are as a company. Um, he's He's a smart businessman. He knows logistics. He knows how to execute. Um, and he acknowledged to me personally that, uh, you know, not on air, but he, he acknowledged that they're still figuring out exactly how to manage this brand for the market. Um, I think Dan, from what I've seen, um, understands that he needs to work on this. And I believe he's going to work on this. I think he's trying to develop 
exactly what I, I said earlier. He understands what the demographic is. He understands what portfolio development looks like. And he looked to, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, another brand we'll talk about later, um, you know, tried to deliver a, a real great bang for your buck cigar with, with black by, by hitting a, a price point and a flavor profile that makes you feel like you're getting uh, an outstanding ROI on that purchase. I respect the hell out of that. Like, like I say, like, look, we, we want to have an economy cigar where people can find our brand at, at a low bar of entry, you know, from a financial standpoint and, 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 and be really pleased with the flavor profile. I think they're going to continue to develop that portfolio. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give Dan uh, a little bit of credit here and, and say, you know, give them another 24 to 36 months and they might release a few more cigars in other price points and, and kind of flavor, flavor profiles that fill it out and, and turn this panel uh, into buyers potentially. So I'm going to hold uh, right now. All right. Aaron, uh, sorry, Nick Libretti, uh, McAuliffe. So um, I've smoked a few McAuliffe's. I, I think that they're a really good cigar. Um, I really do. Um, I'm going to have to sell just because... I've been hearing about them kind of on the outskirts for like a while. They've always, you know, popped up in a dojo thing or a half wheel article, but it seems like they haven't been able to break through. They're not, I haven't seen them a ton on social. I know my man, um, uh, Alan Rubin, uh, uh, I yep, think he, yep. he, he's with them now and, and he's, and he's great. Fake Alan um, Rubin. You have to, so, you have to fake Alan Rubin. Alan, Alan, <laughs> he's, he, listen, he, he's my Alan Rubin because he worked with us. So he's the Alan Rubin that I, I interacted with him a lot. And Alan's a good dude. Um, but so so I, I believe that they're a good company with a good product. But if you've kind of been on the outskirts for this long and, and you kind of haven't pushed through yet, I got to figure that there's a reason why to that. It might be their marketing. It might they, they're, they're not finding their place in the market right now. Um, again, if, if I walked into a store and they didn't have it, it's I, I probably wouldn't even notice that it wasn't there. And that's a shame because I think they make a good product. So maybe next year a little bit of a marketing push you know really get it out you know in, in people's hands a little bit more get it on more on social and we can see what happens but for now unfortunately it's a sell all right aaron loomis yeah for me uh mccallif is going to be a hold um my man i was going to echo exactly what uh jordan was saying like they came out of that gate with that huge booth they had a bunch of media people running around i didn't know who they were and they were like you know this massive uh you know, kind of drop of all these lines and things like that and all this fanfare and stuff like that. And then the booth started to kind of shrink as the next next trade show went on. And then they weren't there. And then they came back, very, you know, small footprint and kind of expanded a bit since then. Um, the early on, the cigars, you know, were passable for me. Um, but uh, Dan came on. I'm, I'm a really big Dan Thompson fan. Um, he really has a good business sense. Um, yep. Now we just have to kind of see if that translates into the cigar world. Exactly. Um, exactly. The the black has thrown me for a little bit of a loop though, because the branding and the price point for the entire portfolio this is a huge shift for them. Um, and if this turns out to be a, a big winner for them, I think that they might have an issue because then they have a, all these other lines that have these really high price points, and then you come in it you know, seven, eight, nine dollars, whatever it is, and, the, and you get, you know, you put out something that people are really clamoring for. It's like, now you got a different space you got to play in. And like, how does the rest of the portfolio kind of adapt to that? So 
I think that'll be pretty interesting. They have a great community uh, in the Ambassador Club, which is pretty cool. So I think they got a lot of buzz. I know it may not, you know, translate necessarily to all the brick and mortars out there, but they do have a, a following to them. And, you know, they're very active on social media and, uh, you know, the kind of Instagram, TikTok space and things like that. So there's, there is some buzz to them. So I'm a hold for now. I'm hoping Dan can really impart some change and, and move that company forward. So it's a hold for now. All right, Coop, what do you think? McAuliffe. So remember a few years ago when you guys were all ready to sell foundation and I told you guys you were nuts? This is another case. This is I'm buying. Take my money with these guys wow. right now. That they know what they're doing. Okay, so Aaron said a lot of the yeah, points. Yeah, I think on the yeah. dance leadership, no doubt. They Now, Nick, they do have a strong social mu- uh, community. The problem is it's a closed group, so I think sometimes you don't see it unless you're in the group. But they, yeah. they, they have amassed yeah. a lot of ambassadors. That, but they have, and I think they've done a good job. They invested a lot of time in their operations at the factory, getting better tobacco, working on better tobacco processes. And I think we saw the outcome of that with the black. I think they did a very smart launch of the black. They soft launched it prior to the trade show. And, and guess what? They have some big retailers on board with them. They have retailers on board like guys like Dave Garofalo and Abe who are behind this, and they are having success with this line. And those are big retailers. So I'm buying, and I have a lot of confidence that – in a year or two, I'm going to have the same conversation that you did, that I did about foundation. This was going to be one of my, I'm going to, I'm going to be very nice to reap the rewards Well, of this to be one. fair, we all, you know, we're kind of behind foundation. We just weren't, we were kind of like a hold, like, because they were having a few years of not releasing anything. Like, yeah, it and I get that, like too. We, I get we that. didn't like the, you know, like, we thought they were... But I, I think and I'm behind McAuliffe. I'm behind McAuliffe in terms of their, their cigar, which obviously we all know is the most important thing. So like like I said, give, let, like let's see how the black kind of plays out over the next year. And I this is not a company that I that I dislike or don't want to support. So like I'm I'm on yeah. board for them if they you know kind of expand out from this. Let me let me make another point too. They also shedded part of their portfolio over the last year with the Bold series. Uh, they were working with another factory. They, they they wanted to take control of what they were doing. And they felt they just couldn't move that bold portfolio to their factory and, and replicate those brands. So they, so they shed them. And I got news for you, in some markets, that was not the best. You know, there were some markets that did very well with that. So I think that was a, a very, very strategic decision that they made. And I think now you're going to start, instead of trying them to replicate that, they're they going to release new products that are going to replace those. And I think it's going to make them stronger. All right, boys, let's try to uh, uh, well done, Coop. I like a couple it. of these a little uh, quicker here um, because we're, we're almost halfway through. It's almost a Coop show. I, 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 I'm, bite, I'm biting my tongue, Eric. I almost want, want to chime in after almost everybody's talking. <laughs> All right. It's, I'm tra- it's, it's I'm tra- good to talk about, yeah. The next I'm trying to park it. Up is LFD, La Flor Dominicana. Coop, you are up. What do you think about LFD? You're going to buy, hold, or sell? Why? I mean, look, I mean, the Florida Minicana is an iconic brand. I, I hear I've heard the stuff about the back orders. Um, but you know what? This is just still a very popular brand. It's yep. demand, yep. The demand yep. for this brand remains. Um, they are, you know, like, you, you see their operation. It's amazing. You, you, you wonder why they do have a backup. It's a very small operation. But uh, I think they're in touch with the market really well. And I think, by the way, if Lido ever decides to retire, and I don't see him retiring soon, but his sons can take take that company and go to the next level. So this is a good strategic buy with them uh, long term. All right, Aaron Loomis. Yeah, I'm also going to buy. 
Um, you know, I think we're past the kind of the days where everybody's complaining about not having LFD stock on the shelves of the local B&M. Um, you know, that may still be an issue in some some areas, but um, they seem to be, kind of have moved past that. Um, the golden bull buzz was crazy. Yep. I mean, it's kind of, yep. uh, I know that, you know, uh, Selected Tobacco kind of did the first NFT, but, you know, LFD really moved the needle on that and <laughs> they I did think a real caused one. other people to want to, yeah, they, they caused other people to want to kind of get in that space. So, um, you know, the trade show seemed to be nothing but busy in their booth um, that, you know, they have great things going on, um, you know, brands that people really loved coming back and things of that nature. So um, I just think it's kind of moving forward, you know, getting past that hump and it's, it's definitely a buy. All right, Nick Libretti. Uh, I'm definitely going by with LFD, um, mostly because Leo Gomez is the only guy I've ever interviewed who scared me. Uh, I was terrified. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, listen, you know, take their, their you know, I'm not even going to say their recent troubles, but the troubles in their recent history with their, you know, their orders. Andalusian Bull, I mean, the Double Lajero Chisel, I mean, the, 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 that Double Lajero Chisel was back in my in my store days and still remains one of my favorite cigars of all time in the, in the Maduro. And, you know, they're still in high demand. They, their marketing is on point. Um, their, their tobacco is just phenomenal. They have their their kind of demographic that they aim for, and people still can't get enough of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying LFD all day. All right, there you go. Uh, Jordan. Oh yeah, um, you, you say Dominican cigars. They're you know one of the first companies that you think of. They do a good job of like maintaining a small batch production. Um, they, they've had some times where it was a, a bit too hard to get, but you know they they do a good job of like keeping you keeping the interest, keeping you involved. Um, I didn't I didn't go by the booth this year, so I didn't see what was what was new. Uh, but I like what I think. It was, well, to be fair, we did, but we just couldn't get couldn't in. Couldn't get in. Yeah, I was so busy. Stop it. Uh, I think it was Aaron that said. Um, uh, oh shoot! I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> NFT lost my train of thought. But yeah, the, you know the the, the NFT was a smash hit. Uh, you got to go buy on this one. Yeah, I'm also gonna I'm also gonna go buy on this one. Uh, I'm gonna buy LFD because um, they make good cigars. Um, I trust in the uh, the brain trust. I trust in the brain trust of the company, and that means a lot, right? Like. You know, you got your Steve Jobs. You trust in him doing what he should do, and I think that they have a good brain trust there. So, I'm also going to go buy. All right, uh, we're going to move on to Freud. I know you. I know you meant to skip Randy on purpose. Yeah. But oh, really I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Randy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. <laughs> he he knew I was going to be long in the tooth on this one. Uh, yeah. This is a buy for me. I, I I love the points that have already been made. This is a succession plan. Tony is innovative. He's engaged in the industry um, that obviously you can't say enough about what they did to, to draw interest in uh, through, through the Golden Bull NFT pro, uh, project. Uh, and, and, you know, what I what I heard is, you know, those are being sold on the secondary market. Uh, people, uh, the, the people that already have those NFTs are trying to buy more of them from the other uh, winners at a premium uh, really shows. Uh, the, the great cigar people, they understand. I'll tell you what, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny to me, you know, being in the position that I'm in in my industry, when, when people talk about uh, the, the supply issues, you, you know, 
I, I work for a company that distributes Pliny the Elder and Russian River. Uh, there is an argument to be made for the like cr creating a limited supply creates a higher demand. Uh, I, I see that as a benefit to the, to their brand, not a not a failure. Um, but but I I strongly believe in a tipping point. You have to get your brand out there enough to have that interest and they've clearly done that you know i've been to brick and mortars that that swear like if we could get more we would sell more it creates this pent-up uh you know frantic need for the brand uh so so they're well established they have a great succession plan tony uh is someone i respect a ton i know Lido is a is an icon in this industry but when he's ready to, to step back, I think they're in very good hands going forward. They could go five years without releasing something, and people are still going to talk about the, the brands that they've released that, that are necessary to have on your shelf as, as a retailer. Uh, you know, for, the, for those reasons alone, you got to believe that, that the next thing that these guys release People are going to be climbing over people in a crowd. People will be trampled to get to it because of the fear that there won't be enough for everybody. Like I, I couldn't disagree more with the concept that their 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 lack of fulfillment is a is a is a weakness in well, that. Yeah, in that you got to ask a retailer <laughs> that though. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well said. Thank you, uh, Randy. Sorry I skipped you there. Uh, I'll start with Freud cigars. This is like a penny stock, I, su I suppose. Uh, suppose. Suppose. Um, it's just a solid sell for me. I, I think. <laughs> I think uh, we 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 were more excited two years ago about them than they were. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, solid sell for me, Jordan. What do you think? Yeah, it was, we went into their booth and like you know like a lot of Diaz is blending one of their cigars. Oh my gosh, let's go check out with these guys. And the guy didn't. He, we wanted him to like. All he had to do was just barely sell us on it, and like f failed at it. And we we're like, came away. Why would I ever? Why would I ever buy one of these cigars? Uh, I I did. Well, you know, we, I did smoke the cigar that Eladio did, and it was okay. But I don't think that there's the demand, or they don't have the traction on social. Uh, and you know, if you can't sell me at a booth when I'm ready to go, uh, it's a sell, man. All right, Randy Griggs. Uh, for, for me, it's a buy. Uh, they're, they're, wow. they, yeah, they, 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 they're coming out with uh, very high price, super premium luxuries that, that I think is going to prevent people from engaging their brand early. Um, wh what if these guys immediately, you know, what if next they have some really approachable cigars that are fantastic? I what think if? this is what, what, I, what, what if they invent the ability to float through the air? Uh, and, and you Bro, know, they, how, they how do we buy on Robin Hood? I mean, what though? if? How, no, how they, do we buy on Robin Hood? They, 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 they might have something new that I've never even heard of. Yeah, this uh, is maybe. this is this is stock <laughs> options. I like me and Jordan have spent a lot of time over the year, uh, the last few years, looking at Robin Hood, and like you look for opportunities of mm -hmm. just like there's an inkling there that they might do something that takes off. So to, in my opinion, you said it perfectly. They're penny stock right now. That's a freaking buy. What they have an opportunity to do mediocre business and have their, their stock quadruple, you, you know, like, like, like what if they just come out with one cigar that's reasonably priced 
Uh, yeah, I know, bought a I lot think, of Shiba too, and it's and, you know I lost a lot of money on Shiba. I, for for a minute you were up. For a minute you were up twenty seven thousand percent. I'm I, I'm not saying that you, that you don't sell high when it gets there, but to me right now it's a very very uh, uh, like economical buy. So right. so to me, yeah, why 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 don't you put a hundred bucks on a penny stock and, and 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 just see if maybe those become dollar stocks. In, in the very near future and then sell at that point. All right, Nick Labretti. So this is a tough one. I might have to use one of my holds here. Yeah, I'm going to do a hold just because, I mean, it is Eladio Diaz, and he's such a, a legend in this industry, but they've been around long enough now that just saying, like, be, just be having Eladio Diaz do their blends for him should be enough to kind of propel them forward. And, and he doesn't do all their blends um, either. He doesn't do all of it, but like having that name, like we were talking about like with Luciano and Crown Head, sometimes just having that name attached uh, should be able to do a good amount for you. Um, but I'm going to do a whole because I think they have potential. I really like the branding on some of their stuff. I know sometimes it can come off as gimmicky, but like I like it when it when gimmicky is done well. Um, I think there's potential there. So I'm, I, even though it's a brand we don't carry, I'm going to do a hold on it now because I think there's there's something that could be there potentially. All right, Aaron Loomis. Yeah, Freud is going to be a sell for me. Um, it took till the third release, the, the Alter Ego, before I found a cigar that I thought was enjoyable from them. And uh, now with this Chapter One priced, I think forty dollars, I I just yep. can't even bring myself to to, to do it. Um, and ta talking about Eladio, I mean, us cigar nerds know who Eladio is, and you know we know the pedigree and enjoy the blends and stuff like that. The average cigar smoker does not know who Eladio is, and that is not a selling point mm. for them. They mm. just see a high price point. They see a cartoon on the band asking $40 for it. Um, I just don't don't see how that works. That's a really yeah. good point, Aaron. Yeah, that is yeah, a good point. Yeah I, I, yeah, I really love that. Uh, that All right, argument. Coop, what do you think? How can you have a penny stock when they're selling $40 cigars? If you have any Freud stock in your portfolio, you need to just liquidate it, okay? This is a, this is a mess, okay? I, I, this is an easy sell, okay? So, I fucking love you, Coop. Let, let, me start, let me start off here, okay? And plus, I don't know how much you guys saw or what they did at the trade show, okay? So for starters, they were great out of the gate. They had a PR firm doing their marketing. After that, they've been like invisible. They don't talk to the they don't talk to the media. They don't talk to the consumers, and they don't talk to their retailers. Their strategy mm. is let's get in cigar aficionado and go to one key retailer, and hopefully we're going to sell stuff. Recipe for disaster, right? Wow. On top of that, did you see the new line that they launched at the trade show? It's called what? Carlos and Maria, yeah. a romance theme. Have we seen that somewhere else before? So, so much for the innovative Freud marketing. Now we're kind of going to do something that's clearly trying to go against Romeo and Julieta. To me, I, they, they're, they're lost. They don't know what they're doing. I'm clearing my portfolio out of these guys. Uh, can can I, after hearing Coop's points, can I change my votes? At <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You can change, yeah. Well, and there's the whole, like, does anybody like Sigmund Freud to begin with? Like, never, never hammer and sickle. Jeez, you brand hammer and said, oh goodness. Oh <laughs> my god. I mean, I took a psych class in college. I liked Freud. <laughs> right? Thank it's, you, a way to, Nick. it's a way to pick it's a way to pick up chicks in the in the library. Like, oh, I just read Freud. <laughs> and they haven't delivered on their price points either. I have, I have something oh, called geez. an Oedipal complex, they said. <laughs> 
Uh, so are you changing your vote, Randy? No, I'm going to say put. I'm going right, to say put. He's going to say put. But, oh, but, 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 but Coop's argument w was enough to, to change it. The, I, we got to keep the, yeah, the show Aaron rolling along. Really, but really good absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, too. Yeah, ab absolutely. How do you not engage it, with your retailers is beyond me. No, no. That... You know that's what got me, and and that's what yeah. what Coop brings to the show that that I'm I'm ignorant to. You know, I'm I'm a cons I'm just a consumer. I don't know those stories that that you do, Coop. Uh, I'm just basing it off the booth at, at, at PCA, and, uh, and to me, that forty dollars cigar is very very good. I'll never pay forty dollars for it. I got it free. I smoked it. I I thought it was excellent. Um, I I'm I'm more of the like. The intrigue of a $40 cigar, as soon as they come out with a $12 cigar, I'm going to rush to buy it because I can actually reasonably afford to, to pick up a five-pack and see what I think. All right, um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Coop, you get to start with this one. Um, JSK, Yasam Kral. Um, mm. Coop, are you buying, holding, or selling uh, JSK? Sell. <laughs> this is sell. <laughs> I was a sell last time. I, I don't... Yeah. All I know is the, I got a press release from them in the middle of PCA season that required me to decrypt it. If that's the way you're engaging with the media, I'm, I, I'm out. Sorry. Next. That's, that's I, honestly, thing I, well, you're asking media to decrypt the press release. The idea is of a press release. I don't want to hear it's a joke or anything. If that's how you're doing a press release, I don't have to – don't waste my time because the idea is we're trying to get information correct. And my idea is I'm not trying to – I'm not going to sit there and decrypt the press release. Next. All right, Aaron Loomis. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to sell. Um, I like Riste. Um, he's mm. a cool guy. I know he's got conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I like how he kind of goes against the grain on some things and, you know, tries some different stuff. But um, I just feel like it's it's like, I don't is it direct to consumer at this point? Like, I don't know that That's, any do shop, you know, other than Rudy's. I'm confused. In Indiana, I'm confused on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Does, do any other retailers really carry this brand? Um you know, there's a whole thing with the the munchies marketing and stuff like that. I I'm you know, yes, you don't want to have kids picking up that bag and chomping on some cigars, you know, and things like that. But um, entering the flavored space is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't see this brand having any kind of legs anymore. Um, and it's sad because early on, you know, yep. the Red yep. Knight and the the Connecticut mm -hmm. Shade and all that stuff, mm -hmm. they were they were really good cigars, and just yeah, it seemed they've just seemed to have have waned. So uh, it's a sell for me. All right, Nick Labretti. Yeah, I'm I'm also a sell for a, lo a lot of the reasons Aaron said. Aaron and Coop. Um, I mean, we used to carry them. We don't anymore. Um, I don't know why that is. I'm guessing sales just weren't great, but uh, yeah, I believe it was the Red Knight. I thought was a was a pretty good smoke. I never talked to Reese Day, but I heard he's a really cool guy. So it's nothing against him, but it's just we have 20 brands on this list uh, and only so much money to invest in them. It's just not yeah. one that I see as as carrying me across the finish line. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be able to make my this my store is nut at the end of the month relying on a brand like this, at least in its current state. So. That's a sell for Nick. Uh, Jordan. Oh, Randy. I'm sorry. Randy. Oh, God, I yeah, almost, almost. almost did it again. <laughs> There's a theme uh, here, Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, I, I, I won't take a lot of airtime. This is a sell for me. Everybody already already touched on it. I feel like uh, 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 
Riste is a great dude. He he's he's great for the industry. He just has his hands in too many pots. This seems like an afterthought industry that he's part of. If this was part of the snack food industry uh, stock market, I might be a buy. Um, but the, the reality is, I, I I'm not sure that he's all that invested anymore in premium tobacco. So, uh, Jordan. Uh, yeah, gotta love Risty. Um. I think I'll just mimic pretty much what all you guys have said. Randy said it pretty well right before me. Um, it is interesting that, like, at the beginning, not only were the cigars pretty good, but his following was insane. Like, if we if he had that same following now, yeah, we were saying yeah. what we we're saying, there would be an army of people in the comments attacking us right now. Um, right. But that that has waned. Uh, like you guys said, I don't know where he's selling the, the direction with the flavor stuff. I was not a fan of that at all. Um, and even even the Coraline stuff has been a little uh, hit and miss lately. Um, so I'm going to go sell on this one. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go sell too. I uh, love Risty. He's a great guy. But I don't know how, like Randy said, I don't know how interested he even is in the cigar industry anymore. So uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to sell. The next brand up is Ferriotego. And I will start with Ferriotego. Uh, Jordan, uh, there we go. Uh, Michael Herklotz. Um, uh, this is a buy for me um, based on Michael. Um, he, yep. he, you know, he's every cigar that he's made pretty much. I, I Some of the timeless stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but the Ferio Tego stuff I've absolutely loved. I would think that this stock wouldn't be super high priced as of yet. So uh, I'm a solid buy on this one. I'm buying, buying, buying. I might even uh, throw a little extra in this one. Jordan, what do you think? Oh, the Herklots. You got to go with the Herklots, baby. Uh, now that he's got the Suma as a core line, I'm super jazzed to try that. It's interesting that like this is his first core line, and it's still the same price as the other two Ferio Tegos. Um, so you've got all you've got all this Nat Sherman stuff that uh, you know is it's got a decent following. Uh, I was always a fan of, like the Apoca. Um, so he's got the you got the timeless stuff. It's pretty good, good core, and now he's just able to just build on with these super premiums, which is kind of fun. I'm a buy. I won't skip you this time, Randall. Uh, Randy Griggs, what do you think? Uh, innovative, exciting, engaged, uh, amazing quality uh, releases. Uh, th this is the most uh, obvious buy. Um, if anyone on this panel uh, doesn't buy, I'd like to uh, reserve the opportunity to have you come back to me to tell them that they're wrong. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, M Michael's great for the industry. He's He, he is... Uh, uh, he is what's good for this industry uh, going forward. And and the cigars have been amazing. The Ferry Otego cigars have been so freaking good. He's selective. He's 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 intentional. Uh, I, I I can't say enough good things about uh, how excited I am about that brand and what we have over the next five years, hopefully coming from them. All right, uh, Nick Labretti. <laughs> <laughs> For the uh, podcast listeners, guy. he's got the cigar magazine with Michael on, the, on it. On it, he's, we're, uh, he's we're, solid we're buying. Buy. We're buying Ferio all day. Um, the the Suma that just dropped, we actually have it in our cigar of the month box for I believe next month. Uh, we were able to get that in. It's fantastic how he has done his entire operation from bringing over the Nat Sherman brands, but then adding in his own with the Elegancia and the Generoso. Yep. yep. How he's engaged so yep. much yep. with everybody from the media to consumers and educating them and just, just being there 
for his brand so much. And then on top of that, having the brand, having the cigars be so good, especially his newer ones. And he's also relying on like old favorites in his factories. He's relying yeah, on yeah. Quesada and Placenti. He's not going to like, oh, yep, that's some weird yep. new hip guy. He's going on reliable people who day in and day out, these cigars will be fantastic for the next 20, 30 years. That's, that's a buy high and sell higher. There we no, go. Buy high, buy even higher. Can, can I can I just say to, to Nick's point, him even partnering with Quesada made Quesada more interesting to me. Just the fact that he was working with them, like I'm doing a, that a project with them this year now because because of Michael, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are baller. Then I smoked right. the, the their, um, we forgot, the new, uh, but they're baller. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. And now we're doing a project, you know, coming out in the next few months with Quesada. Because, like, that cigar was so... And literally, when I was talking to them, I'm like, whatever magic you put into the Elegancia, we want some of that magic. Because it was no. so yes. good. And to come out of the All gate day, with every that, day. and then the, the presentation... The presentation of everything is also so genuinely Michael Herklotz. Yeah. It's so classy, and just every stitch and everything is just per. It's 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 beautiful. So I hope I hope one day I have enough money to call his suit guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, Aaron Loomis. Um, after being threatened by Randy, I guess I'm a buy as well. Um, <laughs> the, wouldn't want uh, Randy coming after you. The, um, the Timeless Limited 10-year was an amazing cigar. Uh, that was fantastic. And, uh, you know, I don't know a lot of people got a chance to smoke that or, you know, they're kind of focused on the, the two Limiteds that came out first and the new Suma. I mean, I smoked the Suma at the trade show. I enjoyed that as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to that kind of trend continuing. Uh, Michael's a fantastic guy, great engagement, um, just a great face for the brand. Uh, yep. But Brendan Scott, also the man that makes all that money move around and makes everything work, uh, got to give him credit as well. But yeah, it's it's a brand that uh, I'm interested in. It's it's higher price point, but it's not crazy for high price point, right? It's um, right. It's right. a uh, I'm gonna say it's a lifestyle brand at the right price point for that lifestyle. I think so. Mm. It's a buy for me. Yeah, and, and by the way, you, you got to give some credit for uh, Brendan for the Caesar haircut because it's tough to pull off. <laughs> it's tough to pull off. Not the many Caesar guys can do it. Haircut, uh, Coop. What do you think, Ferrotego? Well, I hate to be the spoiler here. Oh no! No! This is a hole. This is okay. Okay. All right. So hear me out. Okay. All right. You expand timeless with Lanceros. That's how you. Exp I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I'm sorry. There's not a demand for Lanceros in this market. That's mm. what you're going to expand the timeless line with. Now, Suma was a good cigar. I smoked it. Michael asked me to smoke it before I left Vegas. I did. It was a good cigar, and I and I think it, he got orders for that at the trade show. But it's 18 to $21. So it better wow a lot of consumers because mm. when the second orders come in, that's going to be the question. Now, I think it has potential. I think Michael's hustling and working the road really well. That's why I'm not doing a sell here. But it's going to take some work again. You know, he's introducing a new brand. You know, it's still taking time, I think, to get the the, the old Nat Sherman brands acclimated. But I have faith in him and Brendan as well. Uh, but I'm not ready to throw more money into this out of my portfolio. So I'm going to hold with what I got. All right. But, uh, Coop, yeah. don't you think Timeless is pretty well established? You're in that, mm -hmm. At that point, you're able to come out with Lancero like, and not be, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world. He just added a cool size. You could make that argument, but I guarantee you probably could have found a size that would sell better than that. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't see what the point of doing a Lancero as a regular production cigar is. I just don't see it. To me, I would have rather seen him come out with those those old eight inch Lanceros they used to have. 
I would rather see Nose return because I think there's something a little that's a little different, something special. These, these especially sizes, it doesn't really do it for me. Um, and I just think that I don't know. There's other sizes you could probably add to the prestige line that would be more interesting. So right. um, I think you're going for a very niche market with that. It's not something that's gonna. I don't think it's gonna ultimately grow prestige more. Is my opinion. All right, uh, we have two more brands before we get to the commercial break. <laughs> uh, God, we're gonna be, this is the Coop show. <laughs> we're going to start off with Coop. Uh, speaking of Coop, we're going to start off with Coop. Uh, Coop, Illusioni, uh, the rebrand is pretty much complete. Uh, are you going to buy? Are you going to hold? Are you going to sell Illusioni? You know, it actually isn't complete because Dion told us that uh, Cigars Privé and Epernay are going to be rebranded. So they're going to be the next one. So there's more rebranding coming. I, I should have said almost. You know, it's, it's close. Yeah, it's cool, but there's more coming. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's one and done. Um, I'm going to go with a buy with Illusioni. Um, first of all, I was actually very surprised with the, uh, with the Habano uh, that he did out of AJ. Really I think it was, a, it was nice. Uh, Singulare, while I miss the old Singulare, I think this, this new Singulare could definitely move in the market. And I, I've actually like the packaging i think it, i see where it's going to be better and more retail friendly so i'm gonna i'm gonna go buy not a heavy buy but i'm, I'm gonna give him a buy here all right excellent aaron yeah i'm gonna buy as well um i've been a long time fan of illusione um not so much a lot of the recent stuff um but it seems like they're getting back on track um i wasn't initially a fan of the the new packaging uh, when I initially saw it, but when I saw the new brands in person, they looked really nice. Um, so I, you know, I, I really love the old style um, just because I kind of grew up with it and knew it. And uh, but I understand if they feel that they need to change it up to kind of get some new smokers in. That that's okay. Um, I liked seeing that he went to AJ. Well, I like seeing that he went somewhere else to try another blend. I don't like that it was AJ. So I'm hoping that's not a, a big trend for them, but. Um, I like that he's expanding outside of Aganorsa. Uh, I'm hoping that he does that a little bit more to kind of get a maybe a little bit of a balance in things. Um, so, yeah, it's a buy for me. All right. Uh, excellent. Nick Libretti, what do you think? Illusioni. I mean, you say Dion. I'm, I'm buying it all day. I mean, I've, I've talked to him a, a few times. The, his knowledge of tobacco, how he blends. I mean, he, he's one of the great masters, one of the most respected guys. From the Epernay to, um, I, I did try the new uh, Habano that he did. Somebody gave it to me. I do like the rebrand. I think it brings a little more cohesion, at least in my mind. I don't know if somebody disagree with that. Um, but it's Dion, man. I mean, his 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 stuff is is legendary in terms of just how good and how respected it is. So even if it's not the not going to bring you in the most money, um, I think it's a solid choice all day long. So I'm I'm a buy on Illusione. All right, Randy Griggs. All right, I'm going to need a minute here. Um, so, <laughs> so, because so, uh, I, I feel I feel like I want to say some things and I want to address some things that were said earlier. Um, first, first and foremost, you know what we believe about the the design. You know, I, I've I've managed marketing teams. I don't know that I would have gone the direction that they went, but the lack of cohesion, the confusion for the layman consumer that existed previously i think that's been addressed um because i thought it was a problem before i didn't understand the line and if i don't under i study portfolio development like as a as a vocation and i didn't understand how it all worked together um and what they've done now with the the design with the color bands 
um, it get, gives a little bit more like clear, concise understanding about what's what and what like kind of goes together within the, the different lines of the brand. Uh, th there's, in my opinion, no question, no equivocation. Uh, Dion is one of the greatest blenders of our time. Um, we've seen him take uh, exceptional tobacco that we've seen mm, mismanaged, mishandled, and turn into bland cigars. And he's turned that tobacco into some of the greatest cigars uh, that exist on the market today. I, 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 don't, I have no issue saying that and, and you know, bring all the smoke. If anyone disagrees with me, he's created some of the best tasting cigars on the market today. Uh, so uh, as, as we've watched this evolution, uh, I love that he's brought Fred Rui, who is like truly a really strong marketing mind. He's got a great marketing background. I think he's putting together a team that can like help him move past, um, you know, just having great cigars and having them be great cigars that are understandable by the consumer and, and, and want to uh, understand the brand better and understand what they're buying better. Um, anything Dion does is uh, is something I'm going to be excited about. He's had some missteps. Um, you know, there's been some releases that, that have fallen flat. Um, so so I totally get that. But his palate, his knowledge of, of tobacco is uh, unprecedentedly like I got goosebumps as he explained to us his beliefs and understanding of Corojo. Um, and and so for for that fact alone, this is such a strong buy. I love what they're doing. I love where they're going. Um, and, and yeah, anyone, anyone that's a sell on Dion, man, like you should look at yourself in the mirror and really like question how you view this industry. <laughs> Just my opinion. All right, Jordan, what do you think? Illusioni? Uh, yeah, I think the, the new bands are a little polarizing, but once you see them in person, they are pretty nice looking. Um, I, I've always been kind of a fan of the, of the thin style bands, Tatuaje, Romacraft, Illusioni. I like that style, but it was way too confusing. I still get guys to this day on Dojoverse saying like, hey, can you add that Illusioni 88? I'm like, oh, that, that's a size in the original documents. Right, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that problem anymore. Um, the uh, I, I do miss the, the singularity of, of old. Uh, think, I didn't think the new one was quite hit the mark as as well as some of those older ones did. Uh, but you know now we've got now we've got this clear direction. I I uh, uh, in differing from Aaron, I do like the that he went with AJ and it, that it was San Latano and not not just the regular AJ factory. Just differentiate yourself a little bit. I think AJ's got plenty of good good enough tobacco to handle en enough of these brands. Even though he has a bazillion brands, he's he's got the tobacco to do it. You can still make an interesting cigar with with what he's got. Um, and then you got Fred, uh, now more personable, um, you know, approach to the brand. It's it's all clicking, baby. This is a buy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I initially I didn't like the rebrand because I was sort of like a fan of the old, but it was more of like maybe nostalgic. And now that I've been like smoking through the portfolio, like I've I, I've just recently kind of gone through every cigar like two or three more times. And now I'm I'm a fan of the rebrand. So it took it took a little bit, and sometimes that's a good thing. Like uh, if you get a if you get an album and you you're not sure if you like the album from your favorite artist, but then it takes a little while. Sometimes that that's those are the, the best albums. Those are the best albums. And so 
I now I'm a, I'm a solid buy on this. I love what they're doing. Uh, the Habano is absolutely phenomenal in my opinion. It's one of the best cigars I've smoked in a while. It's really, really, really good. Solid buy for me uh, for Illusioni. All right, last one before the commercial break. Uh, I will start <laughs> El Septimo. El Septimo, ladies and gentlemen, with the 10, was it $10 million ashtrays? $10 million ashtrays at the PCA show? This does not move the mark for me one bit. I did recently smoke the Alexander. Uh, in fact, it might have been yesterday. I smoked the Alexander. It's a pretty good cigar. Um, but I'm selling on this. I don't want any part of it right now because it's just too freaking weird for me. I don't like... I, I don't like the gimmick aspect of it, so I'm a hard sell on El Septimo until they figure out what the hell they're doing. Jordan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I just I hate when these brands come in with these flashy booths and it's all about the money and this crazy few ashtrays that were ten million dollars. I I just wish that like Espinosa would have just like had like a normal ashtray in their booth and they priced it at like eleven million dollars, just like one up. Uh, <laughs> But like, I, I love you, Jordan. You go into their booth and like, <laughs> and there's like a crowd of people just going in to take a, a photo of this ashtray. Nobody cares about the cigars at all. Like, and I've smoked a few of them. They're you know they're they're hit and miss. They're okay. Um, this is a definite sell for me. All right, Randy Griggs. I, I I'll be honest. I didn't know they made cigars. Uh, who, <laughs> <laughs> who the hell are these guys like this feels very much like that email you got in the early 2000s from the nigerian prince offering <laughs> to send a million dollars into your account if you would just give me your social security and your uh your uh, account number i don't know what this is it's weird as as hell they clearly have a lot of money they're well capitalized good for them uh i i couldn't care less about these cigars. It's a sell, and I, 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 I'm sad for you if you think different. Nick Brady. Oh yeah, hard sell. Uh, get them out. Um, they. Uh, so listen, I haven't smoked any of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that front and center. <clears throat> However, um, I got my start in this, in this business, on the corporate side of this business, by handling our social media pages and knowing how important that communication is with your customer base and the, some people were kind of teasing and making fun of their ashtray on i think it was half wheels instagram page and someone who is part of this family and says that they're the social media manager was saying oh you guys are just all poor you'll never afford this ashtray you're just poor and Ooh. petty and i'm like that is not how you handle it's still live if anyone wants to look at it on half wheels they did like a video of the ashtray at the trade show. That is not how you handle business, especially when no one knows who you are. Uh, that's not how you gain respect and, and admiration from potential customers. Um, and maybe you're not trying to sell them all your $10 million ashtray, but you're trying to sell them something, um, especially when you have no real customers right now. So I don't, I just not a fan of how they do business and, and I don't care how much money you have doing business that way. You're not going to last long. So yeah, they're a hard sell for me. Hoorah. All right, Aaron Loomis, you look like a guy who could uh, grab $10 million out of your wallet and throw it on an ashtray. What do you think? Buy, hold, or sell on El Septimo? I have two of the ashtrays, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I need I'm one so of my 6.1. <laughs> I need one of my yacht, you know, so that uh, I always have a place to ash. But, um, no, I mean, I, I have not smoked a good cigar from this brand, right? And you have these high price point. I'm going to kind of put them in the same kind of fashion as Freud, where you just have these high price cigars. 
they're not very good. Um, and the, the thing with this is, like, you don't know anything about the backstory. You know, you don't know where they're made. You don't know what the tobacco is in them. Like, it's just a mystery all around. So um, the only good thing about this brand that I can say is they communicate with you pretty well in regards to, like, sending you emails, keeping you up to date on what's going on, letting you know that they're stealing reps from your, your favorite <laughs> brand. And they're, a little you know, too much, on. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you, I mean, yeah, you get uh, when, it, when the email says reminder in the title, you know, it's it's a bit overkill, but yeah, it's an easy sell for me. All right, uh, William Cigar Coop, Cooper, what do you think about El Septimo? Yeah, this Thank is um, I'm with I'm with the grain here. This is a sell, but I want to add two points because I think everyone made some great points. I'm not going to talk about the ashtrays. Number number one, right, is last year I didn't think they had a good rep story and they didn't have a good tobacco story. They have addressed the rep story, as Aaron just said, right. But where is, where is this tobacco story, and why are these cigars so great? What are the tobaccos involved with it? Right, they have right. failed to articulate that. And uh, that, Oof. this is, you know, they haven't. They, it's, it's non-existent. The second thing is, I'm looking where these cigars are landing. in this, Like, this is a brand that you would say, a, a high-luxury brand, you're, you're going to be dealing with a certain clientele, right? And I think they, they are pivoting that. But I'm seeing these cigars show up at stores, <laughs> frankly, that are not in this space, right? So there's obviously something that's attracting them to bring to get these stores to bring them in. My guess is it's probably something with the Keystone pricing involved. Because why else would this brand be landing in like I see them landing in the most obscure stores, right? That just don't they don't have the clientele for these types of cigars. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's there's something wrong here, and um, something's again, fishy. It, something's just not right here. So I'm not I, I would not. I'd be selling this. I'm just saying. It's, can, it's just red. Until these questions are answered, I'm, I'm selling. What do you think? Can, about can, all I, the, all can I just too? say. All the El Septimo lounges. Nope. But, but there's. <laughs> can, store, can I, there's <laughs> go ahead. You can see go, some of the go. stores this is landing in, is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not, not uh, knocking uh, the stores, it's just they don't deal with that. Yeah. Go ahead, Randall. Okay, Eric, I just want to say, uh, legitimately. I didn't know until tonight that they made cigars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got that. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I legitimately thought it was an accessory company. They make, I, I, they make liquor, too. You should do a pairing show with them. Yeah. All right. We are halfway through the cigar brand stock market, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 388 of the cigar brand stock market. But ladies and gentlemen, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade, or my personal favorite, Jordan, the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo in a beautiful box. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. The show would not be possible without JR Cigars. We are chatting with none other than William Cigar Coop Cooper, Aaron Loomis from Developing Palettes, Nick Labretti from JR Cigars, Randy Griggs from the world's best cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey, and of course, Jordan, our producer kid uh, boy, and myself, we're hanging out. 
Uh, let's go to Scott real quick. Scotty, um... Scotting half. Let's go to the results so far. Um, right now, uh, I've got six cells and four buys, so I'm uh, I'm a little bit on the uh, bearish. Looking a little bearish. I'm like. looking a little bearish. Um, what has Jordan got, uh, Scotty? Jordan's running at the exact pace you are with four buys and six cells. As well, let's see. We've got Coop, who has two holds. Oh, he's used two of his yep, holds. Got one left, and he is an even keel at four and four. Okay. So he's sitting flat. Aaron is trending a little bit bullish. Ooh. Five buys, four sells, and one hold. Okay. Nick is following suit as well with five, four, and one hold. And Randy is sitting bullish with... Five buys, two holds, so he's got one left and three sells. So the most, uh, I would say, I guess the most bullish then would be Randy at this point. Yes, All right. you are correct. We've got ten left, um, ten brands left, and we're going to start with Coop on this one. Coop, we're jumping right back into this. Uh, Cuba Riqueño, do you buy? Now, most people know this is Protocol, uh, but the actual the company name is Cuba Riqueño. Uh Coop, do you buy, hold, or sell Cuba Riqueño? Oh, boy. Um, you know, um, Nick said it. You just can't have everything in your portfolio, and you can't keep buying. I'm still waiting for the Phoebe Cousins to come out. I'm still waiting for the Protocol Crime Scene Unit to come out. And we're over a year now, and we still haven't seen these cigars. And I've heard it's back, I heard it's back production issues with the factory. But whatever it is, that's, business is still business for me. That doesn't, like, give me a license to still buy that. The brand just seems like it's still very focused on the East Coast. It seems like it's a very East Coast-focused brand. I don't see it moving much uh, west of the Mississippi right now. I, uh, you know, I, they were doing a lot of, you know, I'm Coop, not you big seem on the, pained. You seem pained. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I yeah. Pained. <laughs> I am pained. Uh, last year they were doing a lot of single store releases you know i'm not a big fan of single store releases i think they're high, and i'm glad they've cut down but now they've cut almost to an extreme level so i i didn't see a lot of buzz about the pool party this year people talking about it maybe i missed that i'm sorry guys this is a sell coop is selling cuba riqueño aaron uh, i hope i hope next year it's another story yeah yeah, I mean, Coop pretty much covered exactly my thoughts. I mean, um, yeah, the, the release speed has slowed dramatically. Um, they were doing so many store releases, and that has stopped. Um, the latest um, Lawman series, you know, has we don't know where it is. Um, but I think that even before that, they were struggling. The Lawman series, once it began, kind of seemed like a downhill trend because it was a higher price. Uh, offering from them, I don't think they were up to the same standard as the you know core line releases before that. And I love those cigars, um, but it's just been kind of a downward trend. No cigar releases. They seem almost like more of an event company now, where it's you know events over cigars kind of a thing. So it's unfortunate. I really like um, Juan, uh, Kevin, but um, yeah, it's it's a sell. All right, sell from uh, Aaron uh, Nick Labretti. Yeah, it pains me to to say I, it's got to be a sell as well. I mean, anything that's kind of ever associated with Eric Espinosa, I'd love to give my whole heart to. But um, they came like really hot out of the gate, doing so well, um, gained a lot of traction, both for having really good smokes, 
but also doing well to to work the media, work with social media, like the pool party and everything. You know, Juan Cancel is out there doing doing his his thing. But yeah, I mean, ever since it was the I think the first Lawman series I saw, it, and I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. They've really slowed to a crawl. Um, I, again, it's one of those brands that I I think that we don't even carry them anymore. We did, I know we did, because um, I used to buy them all the time. But I I think they they just slow down. Quality goes down, and then you know, like they said, we're we're still waiting on their most recent releases for a while. So, but maybe it's good. Maybe it's uh, I'm still gonna say sell, but maybe it's one of those things they need to slow down, go through their portfolio, get the process in right, and then come back stronger out of the gate. Maybe next year, um, we'll see. Um, so it's a sell, but I still have faith. In them. I really, I really do like when they're on. They're very much on. All right, uh, Randy Griggs. Uh uh, like many of the panel members, it, it pains me to, to acknowledge where they are today. Uh, I, I think that's the most telling uh, part of this whole uh, panel is, you know, and, and we talk, you know, if, if you don't mind, Eric, I'll, I'll say, you know, pulling back the curtain. We talk a lot about what these brands are and, you know, the brands that are, are their own living, breathing things versus a personality. Uh, Protocol is very much personality. Uh, Bill and Juan were lovable they they were genuine they were approachable they they were relatable and the cigars originally were amazing themis hit man the 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 themis the blue the red uh, i really liked the initial uh, launch of the lawman series it fit the the theme of the brand um uh, recently i don't know what's going on uh, they weren't at pca for instance uh, they, 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 they seem to be, uh, they seem to be lost. This is a, this is a hard sell for me. Um, I, I, I hope to see protocol regain what the, the energy that it had previously. Um, but right now I don't see it. I, 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 I you know, to many panelists have, have mentioned, they leaned really heavily into these, uh, into these store releases. They, they lost their, their brand identity. One is no longer, the the you know energetic fun exciting person that the whole industry wanted to be wanted to embrace and wanted to put their arms around and uh they, they seem lost in the forest i i hope they find their way but but for right now i i can't keep this in my portfolio to sell all right jordan uh yeah obviously juan and kevin are uh good buddies uh love the guy love those guys um i think that what the issue one of the issues was they came out with too many core line brands uh boom one year after the next two it built up to five very quickly um and then the lawman series um not only was it regular production which i was never a fan of I, i've always fought, felt that lawman should be eliminated every time yep but Agreed. not only that but there was two cigars every time um i don't know about yep. the last maybe the last one it wasn't but it was always it was always two variations of the same cigar every time that's doubling up your core lines year after year it just got way too yep. out of hand um you need to focus on your core lines and then have limiteds you know coming in and out you know once a year that kind of thing uh, there's not enough focus on the core line uh and then obviously this year not at pca it's not a good look uh i gotta go sell mm, i hate it uh yeah i mean uh, uh, i hate that i have to go that way that's what i'm saying uh jordan's uh said it for me uh, the fact that they didn't have a booth at pca i think was very disappointing um and because remember, this is a cross section of just right now, 
And I mean, obviously I think Juan is, he's one of my best friends in the entire industry. But as far as the brand goes, I have to be honest and just say, based on where we are right now, um, I'd have to say sell, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for Cuba Requeño. All right. Uh, next brand I will start with is Rocky Patel. Uh, Rocky Patel came out with like a $100 cigar. What was it called, Jordan? Can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> Conviction. 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 I can't have Rocky Patel in my portfolio, even though I know that they sell a, a ton of cigars. Um, I don't know where they go when Rocky is out of the industry, which he seems to be um, out. I don't even know if he's out. Is he in? I don't know. The, the, I like the fact that they, they did kind of focus on this one cigar, so that's kind of promising to me. I thought that was pretty cool. Like The cigar looked really cool. The conviction uh, looked cool. It was $100. That's sort of the trend or whatever. I know they sell a ton, and people are going to be like, why would you not buy a brand that sells a ton of cigars? Um, and so maybe that's stupid of me, but just, it's just like, what's the, what's the old advice? You got to buy, um, stock in the, in the, in the products that you're interested in. I'm just not interested in Rocky Patel. So for me, Rocky Patel is a sell. Jordan, what do you think? Rocky Patel is a sell. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I, I don't think that Rocky can, can sell a hundred dollar cigar and justify it. Like Saka can do that and he can tell me why. You know all the crazy stuff that he did to make it worth that, uh, but I just don't believe that there's anything that Rocky could do to make a hundred dollar cigar. <laughs> um, obviously, you know there's tons of people buying Rocky as a huge brand. I think that they need to be. I think that they need to be looking to sell at this point. Um, they need to be acquired by you know Altus or a General. Um, for now, I'm a sell. Oh, interesting. Randy Riggs, Fleet uh, so this will be my third uh, hold uh, for the Ooh, night. Uh, you're you, done you, with you, your holds, Randy. I'm I'm done with my holds. Uh, but, but you know, I mentioned Tipping Point. You know, they're they're everywhere. They've released great cigars. You know, it, it's not one of these brands that we say, oh, it's you know, the uh, oh the Coors Light of cigars, if you will. I I don't think that's the case. You know, they they are a staple in cigar smoking. Um, they will continue to maintain their stock price. Uh, to Jordan's point, if they were to ever be acquired, that that would only improve their 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 stock price. So to me, it's a hold. There's nothing exciting about it. To your point, Eric, we don't know. You know, Rocky himself. You name a brand after yourself. You are the face of it. As he steps into retirement, steps away, and leaves it to his brother and his cousin and everybody else on the team, uh, I, I I think they maintain their their market share. Um, I I don't see any reason not to. They've released great cigars. You know, everyone wants to always argue how great the decade is. Um, it's it's a solid brand, man. It, it, our whole industry is based on the foundation of a handful of brands. I'd say Rocky's one of them. Uh, it's an easy hold for me. Easy hold. All right, Nick Labretti. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, I mean, being being you know working for a retailer, it's a it's a pretty easy buy. Um, regardless of you know if Rocky retires or you know like like what his full you know how how involved he's going to be after that. Um, to be honest, this wouldn't have been the case actually when I worked in one of our stores. I, to be honest, I'm, I was never a fan of the early Rocky stuff, the Edge and the Edge Maduro and all that. His recent stuff coming out of uh, his own factory, I have enjoyed very, very much, and they continue to sell. The $100 cigar, would I buy a $100 Rocky cigar? No. 
Um, not yeah. personally, unless like I tried one as a sample and it was excellent and it was amazing. Um, but his other stuff sells so well and yep. he's so heavily involved in the industry. Oh um, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, he, so even if he like retires from the company, like he, he's not like these other guys who got into it as like a fun little side thing. He's been a, an advocate for the industry for so long. Um, and you know, his early stuff sells incredibly well. And then his newer stuff, I'm a fan of personally. So to me, it's a, it's a solid buy. I mean, it's not, I don't think I'm going to make tons of money in the future, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm stable with it. All right. Aaron Loomis. Great point. This is one of those interesting scenarios because if you're a retailer, you have to buy this brand. Like you can't, you cannot not buy it. Right. Like right. it's going to sell. Yeah. Um, and the way that, the way it goes and Randy can speak to this very well is that, you know, what's good doesn't always sell, but That's something right. doesn't have to be good to sell, right? It, it can just sell because there's a lifestyle behind it, a personality behind it, whatever behind it. But um, I don't enjoy, really enjoy anything in this portfolio. It's not something that I would smoke, um, but they sell like crazy. But, um, you know, like you said, Eric, you know, kind of sometimes you have to buy the stuff that you believe in or that you use or whatever it is, and it's just not one of those for me. So it's a sell for me, but... Every retailer is going to tell us that we're crazy um, because they can't keep them on the shelves. They go out as soon as they come in. But, um, yeah, it's got to taste good, and that's not the case. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Coop, what do you think? Rocky Patel. Easy buy. So um, let me kind of – they had three releases this year, and I think one of the releases is really getting lost in it. So first of all, the conviction, that was – I talked to Rocky about it. It was a project that was originally – the demand came from the European market, where they are looking for other luxury products because they can't get they can't get abanos right now. So, and then he decided to bring that to the U.S. Why not? Uh, he's using the San Andreas wrapper, which has been the best wrapper he's worked with over the last five years. So, I don't think mm -hmm. this is a cigar for everybody. He's going to be targeting a certain segment with this, and you know what? I still think in a mainstream world, Rocky Patel has a lot of prestige with that. So that's a smart move. The other release uh, that didn't get talked about was Seed to Smoke, which is the bundle release. And I looked at what this is similar to what Drew Estate did with Factory Smokes. Not a very sexy release, but you know what? It's something that he's going to be getting into that space right now to compete with the quorums, to compete with the Factory Smokes. And that, I think, is really, really key. He's going to probably be able to leverage tobaccos that he's probably selling off to other people right now. And I think he's kept a little bit of his innovation going with the Dark Star release. Uh, it's a Honduran cigar, but it's going to have some Paraguayan tobacco in it as well and that's going to be at a, you know a middle price point around that 11 to 12 dollar mark so to me i think rocky patel easy buy and if he sells the company you know what i'm going to get some dividends part of that sale so that's I'm right happy that's that. right yeah. that, wow. that's my man i love yeah. you too and i don't think he's lost his fire by the way I, i've talked to him i've been talking to him more lately and i'm just telling you, i think he's not anywhere i don't know everything's for sale but i don't think he's going anywhere right now to be honest with you. i think he's very happy still doing what he's doing that's a big split on that one. Um, well, yeah. Can, 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 I, can I just give credit to to Coop and, and the Brady on, on that one? You know, he as a human uh, has meant so much to this industry. The the you know a advocacy he's done from lobbying, putting his own money behind this uh, industry to protect it, uh, and that alone yeah, deserves uh, and a tip time, of the hat and time for, yeah. for all his Absolutely. efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. there's no, there's no doubt about that. All right, Coop, we'll start with you on this next brand. Uh, Roma Craft Tobacco uh, kind of showed back up at the trade show this year with some new product after a few years of, of not. Uh, are you gonna buy, hold, or sell Roma Craft, Coop? It's a hold. I'm gonna use my last hold here. It, um, 
the problem that I see with Romacraft is when I hear stuff like, I can't get the tobacco anymore, that just sends a flag up to me. What I will give Skip credit for is he has found other ways and he's done other types of tobaccos to compensate for that. Um, so, you know, it's great that he's got, he's got the two Sumatra releases. He came out with the Volstead and the Quinquagenario, which I think I said right. Um, wow. And they were both very good cigars. So I think he's finding ways to pivot, which is good. But I'm worried it, is at some point that the Samordi's tobaccos he can't get anymore. I mean, I heard him say something about the Araparaca is now getting tough to get now for the BA. So, you know, and, it, and getting the Cro-Magnon Burgoy has been tough. So when I hear those things, it's a little bit of a concern. But I have confidence that Skip has been able to pivot enough from a business standpoint where I'm like, I'm going to hold right now. But I'm just not ready to buy either. Um, I'm hoping he can kind of find some, some correct some of these sources he's had right now with problems. All right, very well said. Uh, what do you think, Aaron Loomis? Yeah, for me, Romocraft is a buy. Um, you know, the the two new releases this year are seem exciting. Um, yep, they and, were. Uh, I think they got some buzz buzz going on, so I'm very interested to to, to smoke those cigars. Um, and kind of going to Coop's point about the tobacco, you know, not being available. I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming up anyway for any brands that are not completely vertically True. integrated. So um, it's going to be a, a struggle that a lot of a lot of companies um, run into. But um, they they have done well in regards to you know increasing their operations to be able to handle um, some of that, be able to buy more tobacco, process it themselves, and things of that nature. So you know, talking to Skip, you know, he's really working hard and trying to source the tobaccos and, and getting the quantities that he needs to be able to continue production. And, you know, they have that process where, you know, they they make a, a certain number of cigars that they know that they're going to be able to sell and they kind of keep that kind of machine rolling and it's efficient. And, you know, um, I think, you know, lots of people would say that they, they would be able to, they want to be able to produce as much as they can sell, but then, you know, maybe quality goes downhill a bit. So, I like the process. the the new The new releases are exciting, uh, so it has my interest. So I'm going to say bye. All right, very well said, Nick Labretti. Um, <clears throat> they're a buy for me. I I would say like at this point last year they were probably a hold, but you know because because yeah they they've been able to keep themselves relevant with like doing Weasel Fest and stuff, which is cool. But I wanted to see something new from them, and then like like everyone's uh, like uh, Aaron and, and Coop said. Volstead Act and the Quinn, Quinn Quagenario. Am I pronouncing that right? Ooh, um, well came out this year, <laughs> and uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and yes, you know, I, I've I've talked with Mike recently, and you know, they're 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 pushing, man. I mean, they, like like Aaron said, tobacco is going to become an issue. We've seen it be an issue with broadly for a couple of years now, um, and now kind of everyone's switching over to san andreas so we might end up seeing that with san andreas at some point now too so it's 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 tough but how they have their operation how skip you know how they kind of limit the amount to like not only the amount that we'll be able to sell but the amount that they can handle on the production end as well um without overworking their staff or kind of running out of tobacco or you know overworking the, the factory's capacity i think is really smart um and listen we don't need a new cigar every year like i i I'm, i've been saying that now for the past couple of years i've been talking about it with people on the podcast you you don't need a brand new thing every year you know michael came out with his stuff two years ago and then just came out with a new one well, nick comes out with maybe a limited edition every now and then but you know you don't need to add a new big hundred thousand box core line every year make something make sure it's integrated enough and the process is there enough that everyone can get enough of it and the quality is good 
Then in a couple years, add something new to the market. And I think they've done that well, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Did you say bye? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, bye. 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 All right, uh, Randy Griggs. Nick said it perfectly. Uh, it's bye for me. Uh, it, it, it's simple. It's straightforward. Uh, let's keep uh, business in one thread and personal opinions in another. And you shouldn't have any more problems. <laughs> yep. All right, there we go. Bye for Randy Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm similar to Nick, but I think a year ago I was a sell. Now I'm going to move it up to a hold. Um, you know, they've got a solid core line. They do a really like just like Nick said, they do a really good job of not releasing too many core line stuff. Like, fill out the portfolio slowly, release limited stuff, keep the interest. Um, yep. They've kind of put the drama behind them a little bit. Um, they have yep. a, they had an actual real booth this year, more approachable. I uh, like the direction they're going, and and they're expanding outside of their factory, working with Carrillo. That, that that's exciting. I'm, I'm moving up to a hold. Okay. Yeah, I would say uh, last year I think I was a solid sell on them, mainly because of the fact that if you're if you're buying stock in a company, you want to see uh, an increase in your stock, and but they have this sort of limit that they do. But even that being said, I'm still going to buy this year because I like what I've seen from them. Some mm-hmm. interest, some some excitement. I mean, when when the when the Baca came out, that was the most exciting cigar of the yep. year. Yeah, yep. it it fell flat. It was it it was 100%. a failure. But at the same time, I like I like what Skip is doing. I like what Mike is doing. I feel like maybe they've learned some lessons over the last couple of years with what Randy said. And so I am going to do a tentative buy on Romacraft, which uh, for me is, nice. uh, yeah, I like that. Um, so good on those guys. I'll start with the next brand, Jordan Tatawahe. This is a solid buy for me. There's no sense in jacking around. I love this the NFT project that they're doing with Smoke In. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge hit. Um, obviously, Pete uh, is he's right there with um, Dion as, as far as, as, as producing cigars that people like, that they're really, really good. Um, so I'm a solid buy on Tatawahe. Jordan, what do you think about Tatawahe? You, uh, you got to buy Tatawahe, uh, one of the OG boutiques. And I think Pete was saying that he might be focusing more on the Miami stuff uh, mm-hmm. a little bit going forward. I like that. Um, keep that boutique feel. Uh, obviously, the 20th anniversary is exciting. I, I, I not, for the Coraline 20th anniversary, that is kind of strange to me. Like that, the 10th anniversary w- was just like a mm-hmm. size, and the 20th anniversary is just a size. But I think he also has like a uh, more limited 20th anniversary that's supposed to be a little bit more fun. Um, so that's that's kind of weird that there's always like these like ongoing 20th anniversary these anniversary cigars that are just sizes. I don't quite get how that fits into the portfolio. But I don't, pushing that aside, I love the I love that he's going with the, the more boutique. Uh, he's going with more Miami production. Very exciting. I'm a buy. Uh, Randall McDaniel. Uh, Pete Johnson is the reason people want to get into this industry in the first place. Uh, he, he's he sets the stage. He paved the path. Uh, it, it's everything that we want to see in the you know small production, uh, unique boutique uh, side of things. Uh, it, it, if you're not putting all your money on the growth of uh Tetuahe, you're crazy his his partnership with uh my father his access to the tobacco being grown from one of the best tobacco families that has ever existed on the face of the planet um i i, I, I there's not enough to say bye all right uh nick libretti 
you, you, you stick me in the middle of all these great thinkers, Eric, <laughs> and I have nothing. I have nothing new to add. I mean, it's Pete Johnson. You're gonna buy. I just smoke. You know, I just smoked the the Loma de Cerda this year, which was his. You know, kind of sequel or whatever to the Cork Tenderloin, which is a top three cigar I've ever smoked in my life. If Pete didn't release a new cigar ever again, I would still stock my store with whatever whatever he makes. His brands are fantastic. His branding, his brands in terms of the actual tobacco makeup, um, the relationships he, he has uh, as a as a ambassador for the industry, yep. Um, the, yep. the movements he started with everything. He's just he's he's amazing and uh, he's he's a legend. He's he's on my Mount Rushmore. And so yeah, I'm buying. All right, Aaron Loomis. Yeah, Tatuai is an easy buy for me. Um, a few years back, I would say that the brand I felt was stagnating, um, but um, that he's come back Whoa. from that. Um, Whoa! He's, um, he's very much more engaged with um, with the media, with the industry. I think um, the releases have been a lot more interesting. Uh, I'd say the last three, four years. Um, I, I like the I like the concept that he's gone with in regards to the Tuxla wrapper on a, a lot of different blends. Yeah. Even though I may not have been the biggest fan of them, I like the kind of the innovation and um, you know trying things of, of that nature, kind of you know reinvigorating some brands and giving people a, a chance to try different things. So uh, yeah, easy buy for me. Easy buy for Aaron. All right, Coop uh, Tatsuwai, you gonna buy hold sell? Yeah, this is a take my money buy. Um, what, everyone's kind of said everything that, that I think has been said about this uh, from the 20th anniversary. Uh, and I think the really good point that I heard Nick make was Pete has become this ambassador for the industry. I've kind of joked around he's gone from the bad boy to the elder statesman of the industry. He's right, a leader right. in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. and, and, he, and, and, and look, if, if this, I've, I've been frustrated with Cigar Rights of America. He's the reason why I'm staying engaged with, you know, with Cigar Rights of America. It's because of yep. him. Um, he is, he's a two-time winner of the Coop Person of the Year for a reason on that. And I guess Aaron made the point about the media engagement piece that's been well. Um, the last thing I'll say, no one's talked about Pete's release with my father coming out. But I think this was the most mm. under... No one talked about La Union, which is the collaboration he's doing with my yep, father, yep. which essentially is like a Fuente Padron type of thing they're doing. Now, that was over yeah. at the My Father booth, but again, um, if you saw what Pete produced for yeah. that, it showed that Pete can produce a, a really nice luxury cigar. I'm, I'm dying to try it, but... But, again, uh, how can you not buy? This is easy. Well, unfortunately for us, uh, Randy covered the My Father booth, so... Uh... So we would never know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I think I saw something in the video with you guys on that. Um, it, there wasn't a Rolling Stones music with it, but... but no, uh... no, 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 no. Let's just not go there. Please, Eric, continue. I like the Rolling Stones music you did with Book James. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> All right, Coop, you are up first on this next brand, Southern Draw. Buy, hold, or sell Southern Draw. Oh, God. This is an easy sell. Um, wait, look, so I want to look. I think we, we have Nick on the show. I think in the industry, it's important to service both brick and mortar and catalog. And I think the brands that are highly, su highly successful brands do a good job of doing a balance with that. Unfortunately, I've seen Robert go too heavy with the catalog piece right now. And I've seen a lot of brick and mortars just very frustrated with this right now. And I don't feel that he – I think maybe his future is going to be a catalog brand. I don't know. But he has done some damage, I think, in the brick and mortars right now. And I don't know if he's going to recover from that anytime soon, no matter what he releases. So 
Um, I'm sorry. This is a, this is a sell. I, I don't like the direction that this is. Like I said, I'm not against catalog brands. I think you have to have a balance. He has not done a good job with the balance at all. All right. Uh, Aaron Loomis, developing Palips. This Palips. is a brand that has had a huge <laughs> I said, shift. I, I think developing I said Palips. Palips. You, don't right, have well, a, you don't have like a Palip on your uh, cold. Developing Palips. Is he developing yeah. Palips? <laughs> sorry, Aaron. I did not. Hey, go, see your, go see your doctor. That's yeah. Uh, it's been a huge shift with this brand. I mean, it, we, it was a brand that was so on fire and there was so much engagement on social media, um, you know, exciting releases, um, yeah. just lots of stuff going on. And then, um, you know, they took that one year off from the trade show and people thought it was a death sentence and it kind of came back and continued yeah. the momentum. And then now they're gone. And really, COVID, I think, kind of just w almost wiped this brand yeah, out. And like yeah, you said, it's catalog and it's just... So, mm. uh, you know, I... I haven't talked to Robert in a few years now, and uh, yeah. I used to have more free, well, a lot, way more frequent communication with him than that. Same, um, same. And it's, I haven't reached out to him. Bad on me for doing that, but you know, a lot of times he would be reaching out to me. So it was kind of that was the kind of method. I mean, um, so it, it's sad that it's, it's kind of gotten to this point. You know, I hope that they can somehow recover from it. But for me, it's it seems to be a lost brand at this point. So it's a, it's a sell for me. All right, uh, Nick Labretti, Southern Draw. So I'm giving it a hold because I agree with everything Aaron and Coop said, and I think COVID did really do damage to this brand. I mean, I was you know, their booth was packed during the Jacob's Ladder release, and then the yeah. Brimstone, the excitement around the Brimstone was like, so, oh, the strongest thing of all time. The Brimstone was good. I like the Jacob's Ladder original one a lot better. I think that they're right. I think that he has been... He's been kind of, from from what I've seen and the work I've done with the manufacturers, I mean, not a lot. Usually our product merchants handle it. But, like, they're doing a, a reverse Romacraft. Romacraft was um, obviously very brick and mortar. Now they're getting more involved in catalog, but that's because their brick and mortar is, like, good. It's like they, they keep an eye on it. They built that up to where it's kind of run on its own, but they're still keeping an eye on it. Robert, like you said, is starting just to focus more and is leaving the stores behind. And you can't do that with a brand like that. This is yeah. not like a, a – it, it, I don't think it could survive as a catalog brand on its own. I really don't. I think he needs that in-store, the the minister. Whatever, you know, he had a really cool nickname. I can't remember what it was. Um and the, the look and feel of the brand, like, you, you get excited by talking to him. So I think he needs to get back into, you know, back into the stores doing events. But I still believe in it because I enjoy them so much. Um, and and I, I even the, the Cedrus, which is one of the most unique cigars mm. I've ever smoked. It's wow. just so weird, but like in a great, it's just very unique. It, it reminds me of a forest. It's It tastes like I'm in a pine forest and I enjoy it. Um, but this, the Jacob's Ladder is one of my all-time favorites, um, especially in that Toro size. So I have belief in there, but he's got to get out of this post-2020 funk. So I'm going to do a hold, though. All right. Uh, Randy. Well, as you kicked off the show, this is uh, about the immediate uh, situation with the brand. I couldn't agree more with it. everything that Nate Liberty just said. The Cedrus, the Jacob's Ladder, and the... Um, the Desert Rose will always, as long as they're available in the market, will always have a place in my humidor. I will always 
be a box buyer on those three cigars. Those are some of the most amazing cigars I've ever smoked. I've often said that it's wild to me that um, that Robert's palate has delivered some of the best AJ blended cigars I've ever tasted in my life. I love those cigars as a brand. They're I I I forget they exist. It's a sell. Uh, they they've been non persona non grata for multiple years now. I feel like the brimstone. Uh, yeah, to Nick's point, had this huge buzz. We were all excited about this ultra extra Lajero version of this great cigar we all already loved, and it fell flat. And uh, you know, Desert Rose was their like last bastion of like, oh my God, they make great cigars. And then I forgot they existed. Um, it, it, it's a shame because I'd love for, for Southern Draw to be a bigger part of, of the cigar conversation uh, of what's relevant today. But outside of those amazing, again, amazing cigars that they've released, I, I, I'm not sure that they're in it for the long haul and I don't know how long they'll be. So I'm going to be stocking up on those three cigars because I feel like it's going to go the way of Cornelius and Anthony, where I love the cigars and the brand just went away. So, All right. So. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I think you guys have hit on most of the points. Um, obviously, uh, I think desert Rose and Jacob's ladder. That's right when they were in their wheelhouse. That's when they were killing it. Desert Rose was like an all-time favorite for me. Uh, they, yeah. they were sort of like an OG AJ made brand, which was cool. Um, but I think in, as time has gone on, so many other companies have come in and done better with AJ, and now they're kind of getting left behind in the in that sphere. Um, Aaron, you said that they missed that one show and they came back, which was very surprising. But I think they did it twice. They they missed a show, and they missed a PCA show, and then they came back and it was surprising, and then they missed another show a, a year or two later and they kind of came back again and it was and then at this point they're just they're, they don't come to the pca anymore um and also you guys mentioned the covid killed them and it was in an interesting way because covid didn't kill them in like a supply chain sort of a way it killed them in that they they got covid weird um you you didn't see them on social media uh and you didn't see them anywhere um and they've coop also hit on that they've gone to the catalogs it seems like they're just a ca ci brand at this point definite sell for me on this one yeah I, i'm not gonna uh beat up on these guys i i just everything that you guys just said I, i'm a big robert fan but uh it's a sell for me as well on southern draw for all of the reasons that have been brutally stated on the show already uh i will start the next brand with black label trading company this is one of those brands that just kind of does their own thing they kind of like mark they kind of like march to the beat of their own drummer they it doesn't seem like the rest of the industry affects them. They, they're very good at coming out with new products every year. This is going to be, uh, for me, a buy because um, I, uh, for, here's, here's, here, here's my criticism of them. My criticism of Black Label Trading Company is uh, James doesn't, he, he doesn't excite me about the brand when he talks. Like, I'm just going to be brutally honest here. Like, I almost feel like I'm I have more interest in the the branding than he does. I don't know. Like when when he talks about it, he doesn't really like jazz me up about it. But at the same time, they continue on. They continue making good cigars. It doesn't seem like there's any kind of hiccup. So even though this isn't like a, a super strong buy for me, 
it is going to be a slight buy for me. I'd rather buy than hold uh, because I feel like they're in it for the long haul. They're going to make it work and they're going to make money just eking it out along the way. So I'll, if I'll, I'll join along for the ride and I will, um, my stock will just make a little bit of money every year. Jordan, what do you think about black label trading? Yeah, it's, it's a little tough. Um, they've never, their cigars have never quite like hit my palate just right. Um, but every mm. once in a while they, they come out with a stellar cigar that's kind of surprises you. Um, they're, they're one of those brands that has like a bigger following than, than I would give them credit for. Like, and, uh, so I kind of respect that they have this nice, they have this good following and that they've been able to like turn Black Label into Oveja Negra and they've been able to um, have these other core like sub brands underneath and they seem to be doing pretty well with that. Um, like you said, James, James it's kind of hard to interview. It's kind of like, I, I wish you, you, know, you were excited a little getting a little more excited about this. Uh, but, you know, their following is great. Their cigars are good. It doesn't seem like there's any. They, they don't seem to be going downwards in any uh, trend. Uh, I'll go. I'll go buy on it. All right, Randy. What do you think? I'm uh, almost. I almost want to like give give all of you guys a, a like a, a how to one hundred and one on branding uh, after after the comments I've heard so far. Um, I think this industry is so locked into personalities and ambassadorship that um, that while James Brown as a human being doesn't move the needle because he's not screaming and doing crazy wild shit hanging off the back of a boat <laughs> on his way to Cuba. He, he, he doesn't like move the needle for you from like a social media standpoint. Their, Randy, their we, bought, are, we bought. We bought. I, I, I hear. I hear you. But and, like for and, me, I didn't buy hard is, enough, Eric. That was the. You didn't buy hard enough. God dang it! You didn't buy hard enough for Randy. Yeah. No. No. This, this is a buy for me, and it's not because um, I need James Brown to excite me about his cigars. Their their flavor profile that they go for is a bit of a niche. Um, they are. They're they're unique. They 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 lean into this like gritty, earthy character. Very strong. Very the hero driven. Uh, they they do things that that seem, in my opinion, to be very like personal and very very like intentional and very very like um uh very meaningful to them and, and that's if that what doesn't I wish. move the needle that's what i if wish, that doesn't Randy, move the needle that. for the for the mass market they don't give a shit and uh -huh. I, I i love this brand i think they have great cigars i think they stand out i think when i, I literally have a uh, i almost want to like turn the the camera to my humidor over here i have an entire shelf of just black label and uh -huh. when i sh when, when i when i reach for a cigar from there i know i'm going to have something very unique very, very, very high quality. Uh, I, I like what they do. I, I, I think you know. To Jordan's point, they they reach a different demographic than than the broad market brands. Um, it, it, they differentiate themselves, man. There's nothing you can do yeah. in marketing more important than differentiate yourself from from everybody else. And while while that might not be a a, a wide uh, mainstream effort. Uh, they're, they're, they're small batch, they're small production. They do, they, they do things that they're, they, they do, they do it very, very well. Um, they're, they're soft spoken. 
Um, they, they, they make for terrible interviews. I'm, I'm just going to say that out loud. I don't care if Jer James Brown is, <laughs> is watching or not. Your shoes are more, uh, more engaging to us than, than the things you say on in front of a camera. But, but the things you do with tobacco, uh, strike me more importantly than, than the things that come out of their mouths or the ambassadorship that they bring. Uh, I like what they do. I think they have a very strong place in this industry and, and a lot of people probably find themselves like this, this kind of, kind of, it matches my personality more than your the best Rocky Patel cigar ever made. Um, so, so for me, it, it's a buy, it's a quiet buy. I don't think they're ever going to, you know, you know, match the level of, uh, return on investment, uh, of other mainstream brands that are like trying to capture a wider audience, but I don't think that's what they're trying to do. And, and, and I kind of respect that and like that a lot. So that's exactly what I said. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick Libretti, what do you think? Black label trading, you're gonna buy, hold, or sell? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying just for the reasons that everyone said. Um, there, there, you'll get a steady, steady return. I mean, I, I like a lot of their brands. The Bishop's Blend really does it for me. I really like what they do with oh. their, with their branding. I like the, um, the Blackwork Studio and how that's kind of like almost more sci-fi, yeah. but then yeah. the black label is like grunge you know saying i'm worth that kind of stuff um so i like that i will agree with randy i have interviewed james a few times he's a very nice man not a lot of words are happening <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of words are coming out um, but you don't need that when you when your branding's on point you have your own yep. facility and you're you're making really good cigars and you have a dedicated following that, listen, we've been carrying now for a few years and we're growing with them. You know, we're, we're carrying more of their brands now. And for JR, that's not typically our demographic and we're doing well with them. So it shows that he's growing at a solid rate. So that's a solid return on, on your investment. So, yeah, I'm definitely buying Black Label. All right, Aaron Loomis. Uh, Black Label is like high blood pressure. They're the uh, silent killer. Um, <laughs> this, this is a brand that like... Uh, you know, they just crank out uh, fantastic offerings, <clears throat> yeah. cool band branding, uh, cool concepts, cool sizes, uh, some the hive box, like just these crazy things that are just like, pe you know, people buying them sight unseen, just kind of cranking through them. And they, that's such a following um, kind of everybody there that's there that I've met sales team they're fantastic you know they they are completely yep. bought into the the whole concept um they it feels like a family all that stuff's going on uh, i'm going to disagree with a bunch of you guys here in regards to to james um we've interviewed him a few times i've oh, had a yeah. chance to i've had a chance to sit down with him uh at, at events or at the trade show he's he is so fascinating uh, you know yeah. people i know a lot of people know about the shoes but like he <laughs> like He's so into food, into travel, into the whole you know adventure kind of travel stuff and things like that. Like he's a wealth of information on all that stuff. I, yeah. I really enjoy every chance I get to talk to him. Um, you know, I think maybe it's just there's a, a a bit of a kind of a barrier there that you kind of have to get past and kind of go along with that. But but once you can do that, you know, he he's he's uh, I'm not sure it's a word. He, like I don't know. He's just a super low key, quiet, but you know, but fascinating guy so i really enjoy it so it's an easy buy for me 
Easy buy for Aaron. What do you think, Coop? Uh, you gonna buy, hold, sell, black label oh. trading company. Oh, this is an easy buy as well. And first of all, James, you're welcome on our show anytime because you are a great interview. And I'd encourage you guys. I mean, I don't want to watch the interviews we've done with James. I think he's been great. I, I don't get this. Like, if you, he's very engaging in the interviews. He talks on the interviews. So I don't know. Maybe we've just had. I mean, I know James a long time. I know him going back to Maybe you're just a better interviewer than me, Coop. No, I'm not. <laughs> when, you have, when you have three hours hey. to, like, get out all the information. <laughs> you know, you're, you're gonna, uh, I got, I got 20 here. minutes, Coop. <laughs> all right. So let me, let me just say this. If we fast forward the time 10 years from now, we are, we, I think we are looking at James Brown as possibly a guy we will be talking about with little hesitation of a master blender. Um, this is a guy who is an absolute rock star. He is hands-on with his blends. He is hands-on with his branding. And he That's is true. just doing an unbelievable no, job. No. And here's what else what he's done. For a long time, that brand was, was being driven by the limiteds. And in the last few years, he's taken some of these limiteds, and he's kind of adding new core lines. And things like Porcelain's a great example. Santa Muerte yes. has been added. Yes. He is building up his core lines with, with some very successful things. Some of the some of the Blackwork Studios coming out. I think Emilio's been a, pro, a, a thing he has to put a little more into if it's going to succeed. I think he knows Emilio's a much more longer-term investment to do that with. Like, he's, I think he's got a vision for Emilio. But I'm telling you, we're looking at we're going to be talking about this guy in 2033. And we're going to be putting him up there as one of the greats. This guy is wow. knows what he's doing. I believe in the brand. And, uh, yeah, this is a buy. All can, right. Very well. Can, can, I, can I just yeah. say, when this is all said and done, I, I would really like for Aaron Coop and I to maybe get an apartment together. That's the thing, and this industry is like so addicted to this personality. No, like, wait, concept. wait, wait, wait. No, uh, let me. Can I respond, Randy? Um, Please. Because uh, here's here's my point to this, and this is. The, I, I hope that James is, is listening. Because when I, when I interviewed James, and I talked about like the salvation and um, these sort of things, and I was like, like, what is this? You know, like this, this is amazing. Like this this branding is so cool. It's it's. You know, I, I was expecting him to have this, this sort of emotional, you know, maybe connection. Like a Catholic right, kind of right. You know, right, what, right. what what is this some sort of spiritual sort of journey that you're on or whatever? And his response to me was, ah, no, I just I just think the graphic is cool. And I was like, ah, like I wish you hadn't said that. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. You know, if even if that is your opinion, I hear you. Like, give yeah, me man. give me something that makes me as a consumer feel connected right. other than oh you you got some clip art that is really really freaking cool like he's it's it's tough for like a michael herklotz to like a jake like he might be once you kind of warm up and he is very insightful but when you have somebody like mike or you know like like any of these guys who are just used to talking about their brand now on the other hand maybe he's we don't need that from him you know, like kind of like Randy's saying, maybe. maybe we don't need him to be the great orator to speak. No, like no, if he's down in the factory just doing his business, like good, I'll, I'll, I'll take I know, that. But ha have like, a narrative, have a narrative that can connect uh, me. I, yeah, I think all. he's done a better I, job at that. I think, I think with the bishop's blend, he tied in this story now with the period of mourning for the pope. He's got this new. Uh, extension of the bishop's blend. I think he's getting better at that. Again, okay. I don't think he kind of came into this world. 
and necessarily was the great orator or great showman, but he, I think he is getting a lot better at that right now. And I've known him for nine years, and I've seen a big change in the last few years with him. All right, very good. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if I can just say, yeah. and, and I love how, how like compelling this brand has, has like, turned to this panel, um, because he's a thoughtful guy. You know, it's not always on camera, but when Rob and I are spending time with him, like prepping before the the video, he's thoughtful about this industry. He speaks on uh, on what he believes is like the the way the industry needs to go for us to win as an industry, for us to like expand and and to grow education. He's thoughtful. He's 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 methodical. He he's. He's very intentional. He's so dedicated to this. I, I, this is a guy that lives in Nicaragua. He spends every minute of every day in his factory. He doesn't give a, uh, with all due respect to everyone on the panel, he doesn't give a flying shit about any one of our shows. He really <laughs> does. He really doesn't. That, that, that doesn't, that's not the way he sees his brand growing is through our, 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 our you know, perception of his brand he, he engages in his his audience he, it doesn't really matter <laughs> if he cares about that or not like that's still how we have to perceive it and that's how i we I, I don't i don't disagree you you, you know i, I kind of made the same point about illusioni you know like dion's not that guy that like we want to yep. put a camera on him the way yep. we do robert Cod caldwell or 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 jane uh, or uh, uh jd um, for from Drew Estate, like these guys are 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 big, uh, you know, vibrant, exciting people that want to draw people. He he wants to do it from from a from a product standpoint, from a quality standpoint, from a flavor standpoint. And that, he, yeah, you're he's, right. He's soft spoken. Right. You're right. Like you're, you I, I love right. his brand. But that's where I, I'm I just saying. That's could, where you know Dion brought in Fred and like couldn't that, couldn't we couldn't right could yes you add that element yes. Yes, should he bring in a marketing person that that brings more excitement to the brand? I couldn't agree more. Yes, he should absolutely continue to add to his brand because, as, as the face of the brand, he he's a soft-spoken guy. But like to Coop's point, if you get to know him and, and, and you understand where he's coming from, you have a ton of respect for him. His his palette is exceptional. His 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 releases are exceptional. It's a great brand, man. Yeah, I, I think I, we all bought. Yeah. Didn't we all buy? Or we all it, bought. Was, it, it was, was a hundred percent buy. I want. I still want to convince you to buy harder. God damn. Okay. So, Black Label Trading Company horse has been beaten to death. You all bought. You all like it. Let's move on, or the show is never getting. Yeah. Love right, you, dude. Scott. Love bye. you, Scott. Coop, we're going to start with you on this next brand, which has been through some recent changes. Uh, La Aurora, one of the, the oldest brand in the DR. Uh, Coop, you going to buy, you going to hold, you going to sell? I'm going to sell. And this oh pains me gosh. because I have been, people know my affinity with the La Aurora brand. And they've made some of the greatest cigars I've ever had, right? I, I, but they, they kind of this year launched that distribution company. And they had a mission. They had to win back the retailers at the trade show. Now, I don't know what their numbers were, right? But they're still fighting this direct-to-consumer sales model that they have because they're still selling cigars direct-to-consumer online. And I think they really needed to wow and win back the retailers. They didn't do it. Okay, they may have had some sales, but I just I don't, I didn't get that feeling that they wowed them, and they needed to come out of the gate swinging. And I said if they didn't come out of the gate swinging – you know, I was going to be disappointed, and I was disappointed. Um, 
maybe this changes down the road. Maybe they make some adjustments after this. Um, but I, I did not, and I love some of the guys with, with Aurora too. And I love some of their cigar. I love the, I love the one twenty. I thought it was a good cigar, but I got to sell right now until they, they gotta get, they gotta get figure out this direct to consumer model, and they gotta really get the retailers energized, and, and it's not happening right now. Interesting. Wow. Good, good thoughts from Coop. Uh, what do you think, Aaron Loomis? All right, Coop has actually changed my mind. Um, I was gonna hold, <laughs> but now I'm gonna buy. You're so easy. Oh, yeah, of course, buy. now he's gonna buy. Oh, <laughs> gonna buy. Oh, yeah. It goes the opposite of me. Yeah. This this is an amazing legacy brand. All right. So Preferitos. Uh, yep. I mean, yep. when I first started smoking cigars, that was like one of like the holy grail cigars. When you got those tubos right. and you like Bro. those were, that was the thing. Ruby right? and the diamonds. Yeah. Bro, yep. right? Cien Anos, uh, they came out with a Time Capsule series, which was like a lower price brand, and they were really good cigars as well. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there. Um, they started kind of falling off. They got into the ADN uh, and Duyo stuff, and I kind of yeah, fell off a bit. And um, then it was just kind of downhill from there, right? They kind of they got stuck in the Miami cigar kind of distribution thing, and there wasn't a yep. lot of push yep. and any yep. of that stuff going on. Then it completely disappeared. Then they reappear this year with this amazing-looking booth. It looks fantastic. I mean, Manuela Noah is a, another fascinating guy in the industry. Uh, yeah, I think he, he can blend amazing cigars. Uh, I'm buying because I think they're the lowest that the brand can actually be at this point. And it's mm. just you have to buy because there's with the legacy and the potential with the blending, if they can somehow get the sales force and the media side to integrate into the U.S. again – I think there's a, a ton of growth potential here. They just got to make it happen. So I'm going to just take a yeah. shot on this as a buy. Ooh, he's Aaron, take, I agree with you. He's take a flyer. It, they got to get rid of yep. the direct consumer model, otherwise it's yes, going to continue 100%. to hamper them. That's that. Yep. Otherwise, that probably would have went by as well. But that's what's holding them back right now. Yep. All right, Nick Libretti, I, what do you think? Buy, hold, sell, love, uh, Aurora. I was actually, uh, I'm agreeing with with Aaron here 100. I was actually going to hold, but then he can he his his passion about it and it being a legacy brand and bringing me back to those preferitos and you know like when i first started working in the store in 2009 seeing those out there that was like a, you can't touch these don't look at these cigars you know they're 20 dollars each and then when i had enough money to like buy one and i was so blown away um and so there's a special place in my heart for la aurora and i even i really like the 107 um when it came out as well uh, but seeing that they, you know, with the 120 that came out this year, and they got rid of the ADN, which I thought was very confusing, um, I would like to see them push that that La Aurora legacy a little bit more because they, they, it's like we were talking about with Quesada. I think it's like, what happened to you guys? You were your big time, be big time. Um, so, but I'm gonna buy because I think Aaron said it absolutely perfectly. This is as cheap as the stock's gonna get. It's only going to go up, and they have the backing to go up very high. So, I'm buying. All right, Nick uh, switched his vote based on Aaron's comments. You don't see that often. Eh? Although we switched it show, based on mine. <laughs> it's it's happened a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Um, all right, Randy Griggs, uh, La Aurora. Uh, I love everything that's been said. You know, this is the first brand, in my opinion, that really like. Um, even though other brands might have done it, they did a better job of like showing like this is the same bunch with a different wrapper. Um, those tubos were magical for me. That it was part of my like education into cigars. Uh, it's a sell for me, um, be only because 
I, I haven't seen them taking the, the horse by the reins and uh, really driving what they they could and should do. But it's one of those like foundational brands that should be great. And I hope to see them return, but it's a sell for me right now. Uh, sell for Randy. What do you think, Jordan, producer kid? Uh, I've always been, uh, I would always be a sell on them. Um, their brand is crazy confusing, uh, like worse than Fuente. Like you, there's... Other than the Preferitos, there's no way to understand anything that's going on. Um, I did like th- that they got rid of the Miami distribution. I thought that was going to like, kind of like re-energize them. They're going to have a new direction. They had a new booth, but then they didn't really, you know, come out with something a, a new direction cigar-wise. Um, and uh, I, I was I was debating. You guys have brought up a lot of good points. I was going back and forth. I think I'm going to land on a sell on this one because I just don't see any direction still, even after all this change. Jordan is a sell. I'm also a heavy sell on this one. Uh, shame on me. It's just one of those brands that they've never caught my attention, even though they're a legacy brand. Uh, I can't, I can't, I cannot recommend to my, the the view. If I'm like the guy on CNN or whatever, I can't recommend this brand because I, I have no idea. Maybe their new distribution will change things. Let's hope that in a six months from now, we do the show again. I'll be a buy. Right now, I'm a heavy, heavy sell on La Aurora. All right. The next three brands are our final three brands of the night. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, These three brands will forever be linked um, with each other. There's no getting around that. And I will start with this one, uh, Foundation Cigars. Um, Nick Malilo, he's had a roller coaster of a ride. Yes. uh, There's no... There's no getting around that. Nick has had a bit of a roller coaster ride. He's been at the top of the top, and he's been at the bottom of the bottom. To be honest, not the bottom of the bottom, but he's been he's had years where I had I was very very concerned. I think I've even sold on him. But this year, I'm buying because I feel like he had a very very strong show. Uh, I I'm I'm always a Nick fan. I think he's one of my favorite guys. Um, the cigars that he came out with this year. Now, I have to admit, I did smoke the um, the Charter Oak, the upgraded Charter Oak. Uh, Ooh. What was it? What's it called? Pasquale. Pasquale and the Pegnatero. Yeah, the pes. The, Ooh, nice work. And it was it was not good. Um, I'm gonna just Uh-oh. say that right off the bat. I did not like that cigar at all. I thought it was a total miss. However, uh, Jordan, the one that you smoked, the you mean. Metapa. The Metapa. I think that could be a big hit for <laughs> oh, him. And he did come out strong. So even though my buy isn't like crazy, I'm like, I'm not saying like throw all your money into foundation, but I'm I'm there enough to where I feel like Nick is back enough to where I would say I'm a buy. And by the way, just just let the record state I have not held once yet. Jordan, Ooh. what do you think about foundation? Uh, yeah, you, you said a lot of good things there. Uh, I think Nick's had some ups and downs, but like Coop, you, you act like I've, we, I've been a full sell. I don't think I've ever sold on, on foundation. I think Nick's lows are like, like slightly less than like, you know, stellar. It was one year I was the only buy, I thought. That's why. I, 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 I could have sworn I I I was a hold just because I, you know, I didn't get anything. Like I expect constant upward trajectory and I wasn't getting that for a couple of years there. Um, but, um, you know, last year, the Olmec was our number two cigar of the year. Absolutely yep. outstanding. This year, I had the Metapa. Uh, that's how you have to say it, by the way. 
Um, I had the Matapa, uh, I think it was the, the Maduro, uh, and it was, again, really stinging good. I think the, I think in the middle there, like even like the High Clare Castle stuff gets a little confusing for how his brand works. Um, muddies the waters a little bit, but you know, he's on, he's been on a back on the upward trajectory in the last couple of years. It's easy buy here. All right, Randy Griggs. Well, I, I, I just have to do my, my man, Bear Duplicia, uh, uh, solid and, and remind Coop, he's in the comments saying he also bought with you uh, when everyone else sold. Um, Thanks, Bear. No, that's true. Bear did, yeah. But I think it was a separate uh, show. They were no, both it wrong. Was it, but what you're saying now is they were both wrong. <laughs> That you, you know, for the timing, it was look, look, you know, again, a peek behind the curtain. You know, we all we're all close here you know, on this group. We all talk uh, independently, and 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 we care about these brands so much. We care about these people. The the relationship with Cigar Dojo and uh, uh, Nick Melillo is, is strong. He's a he's a person that I I. It, if you ever see it on TV and you're just like, man, if I ever got the chance to hang out with that guy, I bet we'd be best friends. Like that's how I looked at Nick Melillo. I got the chance to meet him uh, early on in, in this whole thing. Uh, you know, when I first got into smoking cigars, I didn't even know that he had started foundation. I still thought he was the blender for Drew Estate. And I watched his videos uh, from Drew Estate. He's an amazing blender. His palate is is exceptional it's it's transcendent the 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 blends from the various uh uh companies he's worked for will in my opinion forever be part of the legacy of this industry in general i i'm i'm as much as a guy who just barely knows another guy i'm i'm in love with nick uh uh is your man in, crush in general he he is a bit of a man crush other than libretti uh, Melillo is another Nick that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of infatuated with. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I, I literally, I have no tattoos on my body tomorrow. I will be 44 years old. This is my birthday and I have no tattoos on my body. And the one that I continue to tell my wife I might get is the Edwin Wednesday, uh, uh, horse heads, like as a shoulder piece. Um, I love his cigars. The only question I think that we've all had over the years is what his interest in this industry is, as his interests have clearly expanded, you know, his, his, uh, you know, and, and you can't even blame him. I mean, he's, he's like literally royalty in Ethiopia, apparently. Um, so, so it, 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 it like everyone said, he's had some ups and downs. There's been some years that we weren't even sure that he was going to continue his efforts here. Um, as I follow on social media and I see the build out in Connecticut and what he's done, he is dedicated to this industry. He's one of the greatest blenders that has ever lived, in my opinion. Um, and, and you know, it, it was really the Olmec uh, that that like was the return, you know. He had one yeah. bad year where where we were all like, oh, the Menelik mm, didn't hit, but but then he came back, right? Um, yeah, and then he just disappeared for an entire year. Uh, you, you know, you kind of uh, via uh, Southern cartoons. Draw. It's just like, yeah, w w are you still part of this industry? Is it was the question we were asking. But when he comes and he and he's dedicated. Everything he does is lit, man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm such a buyer on foundation. The cigars he makes are, are amazing. He tries to connect it to the culture that he cares about, which, well, may not always hit 
in in our demographic of this industry it, it might also expand the opportunity of of eyes on this industry and respect for this industry so i i love everything nick does um i'm i'm disappointed to, to hear that um that eric smoked a cigar and i didn't get a chance to um i blame eric for that yeah. but uh but yeah it's, <laughs> it's a buy for me for validation all right nick libretti uh what do you think of your fellow nick yes yes okay nick labretti is preparation for this show for anyone listening on it's podcast for, for yeah for, <laughs> for 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 the brands he loves he literally has the cover of cigar magazine for all his favorite brands well, i love that who do you think you, is choosing the guys to go on this on these covers and who do you think is interviewing them for these magazines <laughs> Right he's in. deep Which he's deep right he's he's a guy you want to be behind and that you want to like gonna, hook your anchor to isn't he the last uh the last sentence or two sentences here from the article i wrote about nick in um in the latest edition of cigar magazine that came out in july he is highly regarded by his peers and is becoming one of the most recognizable figures by the community at large his dedication to the history and heritage of cigars the reputation he has garnered around the world and his overall kindness and generosity have made him into what I believe is the purest ambassador the cigar industry could ever have hoped for. Wow. Is it wow. weird if I cry on the air right now? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a little. First of all, first of all, the fact that at some point you guys were even thinking about selling, I agree with Coop. That's insane. From the yeah. minute I met Nick, and he was—he had just started. He had just come out with a Wednesday in like twenty. Oh wait, come on, come on, Libretti. There was a couple years Dude. there when we. There was a couple years knew. where he. But listen, we listen. We gotta stop thinking that he has to come out with like a big thing yep. every year. But he fell off the map, right. yeah, bro. Yeah, he he, he just did, disappeared. Like, there, he was if, making if cartoons. He, he, like it wasn't. That was were bad years. You can't sugarcoat that. Those were yeah, bad years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will like, sugarcoat it. But in terms of in terms of what I believe was his dedication to the industry, that I think he was going to totally waver and like just get out of here no this man is so in love with the history of cigars with the with with the home his home state of connecticut is like the birthplace of of all this there was no way i thought he was gonna like turn tail and run because some of his projects didn't hit or he was taking some time off you know i, I agree that menelik probably didn't do what he wanted it to do but his dedication has always been there i think he's been planning this this big expansion in connecticut for a while and so he was reserving some of his stuff. But even, even like, I think this year, in terms of the amount of releases he had, is one of his biggest. I think he had f yeah. four. He had the two new Charter Oaks. He had the, I can't remember the, the name of it, the, the poetry guy, the, the Nicaraguan Metapa. poet. Metapa. And then he has another. Metapa. Yes. <laughs> and then he has, like, the Knight's Commander something that he's come doing, you know. Yes, the, that, that's the, the high-end one that Eric didn't like. Yeah, so he has, so he, he's coming out with four this year, and then last year, and it was kind of like a, I don't want to say a toss away year, he created, I don't know, probably the most well regarded cigar in the industry by everyone last year, with the exception yeah. of Cigar Aficionado magazine. Big surprise. <laughs> like, Olmec was fantastic. You know, Olmec is amazing. It's what I'm smoking tonight. Absolutely it's fantastic. amazing. He's no, kind. You, you, he has amazing Yeah, you're making good points. Everyone he's invested Dude. in his brand. Dude. This is a this is my biggest buy, I think, of the night. 
Right. Now I, I gotta say, like Nick, uh, I'm coming over later tonight. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we, we don't have to sleep in the same bed, but I want to bunk up in the same room at the very least. There's no spooning allowed. I gotta Jordan. say, like Nick is is one of, if not like my favorite guys in the entire industry, and I've always sure. believed in the brand. But the the point of the show is to like gauge where the trajectory is going, and so I there's understand nothing, that. There's nothing wrong. I I I might think that foundation long term might be. You know, a buy, but in the in the shows that we're doing, you might have to sell occasionally and pick the stock back up later on. You know, that's you see, this is why helps. I don't do good on the stock market is because I get way too personal. <laughs> <laughs> if I would, if I was good friends with the guy who was in charge of Enron, I would be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I don't no, I, I agree, but I, I I I am especially after getting a tour of his place this year. I don't think I've ever been higher on foundation. So, All right. Good. Aaron I, I Loomis. I think he's the face of the future. All right. Aaron Loomis. Uh, yeah, I love how hard everybody's uh, defending why they're buying. So it's, it's always a concept. Damn. Aaron, uh, why you got to bring it down, bro? This, so, is a good, this is a good run, I'm, I'm not going to really bring it. I'm going to bring it down a little bit, but then yeah. it'll be okay. Um, so Nick's got, Nick's got, got a lot of stuff going on, right? I mean, he lives yeah. in Nicaragua. He's in, yeah. in Ethiopia. He's trying to, like reinvigorate the whole tobacco growing operations in Connecticut yes, yes. keep that alive right he's got that going and on which I, Mexico, I, I applaud yeah. that a lot right you know he kind of his kind of his history and his family's history and wanting to kind of maintain that which I'm all in for um, but I think maybe there's just too much stuff on his plate and he just needs to focus in a little bit more on a few mm. things um, this like this prior kind of run up to this with the perfectos and things like that I, th I felt like those were all misses um, yes, you know they yeah. just it was just not a mm -hmm. not a not the good time in, in foundations history. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kind of go back to something I think Jordan was talking about when we were talking about uh, protocol. Is with these core releases like Olmec um, and uh, Metapa. I mean, do we need two different wrappers? You know, two wrappers that are like uh, a half a percent of a shade difference on these cigars. Yeah, it's like, like a sorting just pick table. One, it pick is. one and just yeah, go yeah. with it, right? But, pick the but best wait, one wait. and, and but use wait, that. But Aaron, just 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 uh, I'm gonna add to that. Um, Yep. That's essentially what Padron does, right? I mean, it, I was, it, I was thinking, and Padron doesn't really make thing. that great a cigar, so. Jordan, Jordan, where's the, where, where's the dump button? You need to eject. Those are table, those are table sorted colors. Yes, and so yes. like Nick is hearkening well, back. Yeah, it's with, a kind of a classic kind of a thing, and he even. I don't know if I like this or not, but he doesn't even put a subband on there. So if you got the cigar without the box, there'd be no right. way to know whether it's the natural or the material. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, exactly. go on, Aaron. So it's, a, it's a tough call. But, um, you know, I, this is a, an exciting year. You know, some new releases. I'm interested in trying the Charter Oaks, even though Eric didn't like the one he smoked. I'll, I'll try and just give him a shot. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Sinetter coming back. Like, if you tell everybody it's a one and done, and then immediately it's like, mm, oh, now this is an annual point. release. Like, That's a good it point. kind of yeah, lost yeah, yeah, its yeah. kind of allure yeah. at this point. I mean, like, I, look, it's a it's a good cigar. So why wouldn't you give people more of it? I, I, I understand that, but like, it was touted as like, nah, right. this is it. Like, it's thirty three bucks or whatever it was. You got to buy it now, or if you and you sell it out, and then you're like, oh, guess what? You can buy it again next year. So I, yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a bit of a bummer. Classic you know? mistake. So, but I, I'm still agreed, gonna. Get, I'll agreed. still give it a soft buy here. I'll still give it a soft buy. I'm not. I'm not holding or selling it. A soft buy. All right, excellent. Uh, I, I I gotta say, Aaron, you made some some stellar points there. Thank you for that. Uh, yep. Coop uh, Foundation. Yep. What do you think? Buy, hold, sell. 
it's a buy. Um, but I am a little more cautious with this buy. Um, there's a couple things I want to point out. I think he should have waited on Matapa another year. I think it was too soon to release Matapa on the heels of last year's OMAC. I think give OMAC a little more time in the market. Now mm. I'm worried this may take away from some of the OMAC sales. I'm sure Matapa, I have the cigars. I haven't smoked them. I have confidence that Nick can blend those cigars. I think Nick needs to get his, I think his distribution needs a little more work, though. I think we need to mm. see some more events. I think we need to see, uh, mm, you know, like just that. a little more of that sales force out there right now if you're going to try to grow this brand. But I have all the conf- I do have the confidence in Nick uh, to deliver these products, and he look. I'll say this about Matapa. I love the I love the branding of that with putting the poet's uh, face on there and everything. I think that, that was great. I just would have waited a year for that. I don't think he needed to come out with it this year. I think the other releases mm-hmm. would have totally. still carried him over. But I'm still buying. But it's a little softer right now, and I have, I, I haven't lost confidence in Nick. But if I want to see him grow and see my investment grow, I want to see a little more happen there. And Real quick, Randy made a comment about you smoking the upgraded Tabernacle and hating it. It wasn't that. It was the upgraded Charter Oak. And give the night give him credit on the Night Commander, by the way. It's a higher priced cigar, but it's all going it's all going to charity and I think that's a very unselfish thing to do. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. I, I did, as I did. A, as a human being, would anyone not buy on Nigma as a human no, being. Of course not. <laughs> I, I I think we're we're across the board. Everyone yeah. believes he's an amazing human being. It's yeah. just the the focus. Yeah. All right. Um now as I said, these these last three brands are forever connected. In fact we've had these conversations so many times in Dojo Studios. The Nick, yes. the Steve, the Jew Estate. So we're gonna stick with Coop. Uh, Coop, a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Steve Saka, uh, are you buying? Are you holding? Are you selling the stuff? How do you not? Bu- how do you not buy? Everything how this guy touches not? turns to gold. You know, I'm smoking the Papa Saka right now, and I'm predicting oh. it's going to win. The he- I'm predicting this wins the Hefo Consensus by landslide this year because it's better than the Saka Con. Everyone's saying I mean, it's way yeah. better than the Saka Con. I, I I'm going to kiss is. you on your bald head <laughs> the next time I see you. If you're- <laughs> Listen, I want you to know. How do I not? I mean, this guy, what Steve has done, I mean, it's like, like, no, this guy, everything he touches turns to gold. He doesn't mess things up. And uh, he's got the personality. He's got the products. I mean, I, it's, it, this is an easy buy. I mean, I don't know how anyone, if, if I'm surprised that this is not a landslide buy for everybody. Yeah. Aaron Loomis? Yeah, as Coop says, this is an easy buy. Uh, Papa Saka, just a, you know, um, an improvement over the sock con, you know, take something that he enjoyed, uh, but tweak it up to maybe, you know, find another audience that maybe didn't hit on the other one and find something they like here. Um, yeah, he just, he just creates great blends and things like that. My only fear is that he's going to overextend himself at some mm-hmm. point, you know, doing a lot, a lot of these yep. projects and things like that. I just wanted to, you know, find his balance, make sure it doesn't go too far. I know he, yep. he wanted to keep red meat lovers in the, in the portfolio. So he's taken that on for a nationwide distribution, you know, don't let that like throw you off from the rest of your stuff. Uh, you know, I hope yeah. he determines like if he needs to, if he needs to consolidate, you know, some lines in a in a brand, do that, um, just to make sure that he's staying on top of it. Um, yeah, I, I would hate to kind of see him just get burnt out and kind of just, you know, either have to take a break or something like that. So, but it's an easy buy. I mean, he he just produces, you know, great cigar after great cigar. Um, 
he's also one of the, the great ambassadors of the industry. You know, he's got yep. that kind of uh, curmudgeon kind of uh, personality, but I think it's kind of endearing to some people. Speaks a lot of truth and things like that. But this yep. is a guy that is probably one of the most, probably the top engaged social media cigar makers out there. Like, which other, which other brand owner do you would you have this kind of access with uh, for the for yeah. the average cigar smoker right like yeah obviously you know media can get to different people but just for the average cigar smoker if you make if you make a comment on his post and ask him a, a legitimate question he's going to answer you and it's going to be usually pretty quick so it's just he's great for the industry all the cigars he makes is great easy buy yeah all right uh nick labretti jr cigars yeah, he's, Steve is definitely a buy. I mean, we just did a podcast with him that we had to break down into two parts because we were talking so much, and both of them were some of our no, but like it was because I, I, he's very good to like, especially with the history, his personal history in the industry. I mean, you know, he he worked for us, you know, twenty something years ago. Um, so we had to break that into a two parter, and they both got record number of views for us. So, um, though uh, he's definitely a buy for me, but kind of piggybacking off of what Aaron said about stretching himself too thin. So along with the Papasaka, which I got to smoke and yes, it absolutely was phenomenal. Um, and bringing red meat lovers to the like, kind of like national release and bringing Pulpetta to national release. They're all broadleafs, And I know broadleafs are tough. Now I know that Steve really knows his logistics, has the right connections, knows how to purchase tobacco and who to go to. But Investing all your like most of your releases this year, if not all of them, on kind of the hardest wrapper to really get, it has me a tiny bit concerned. But if anyone can pull it off, it's gonna be Steve. Um, and I'm very excited to have Red Meat Lovers as a, a national release. I, I love that cigar. Um, and yeah, every, every literally everything he does to, for our 50th anniversary, his was the quickest selling one we had. We sold out in a day and a half. So Nick, yeah, Nick, you. Nick, do you think Red Meat Love has got a little loss at the trade? I mean, this for everyone. Do you think Red Meat Love has got a little loss at the trade show this year? It seemed like it got lost. Yes. Papa uh, Saka seemed to take it over. I'm not saying it didn't do well, but it seemed yeah. like it didn't. It seemed like it was overshadowed by some of the other stuff he had going on this year. Like yeah, it. I think he wants it that way. I, I almost yes. think he wants Papa Thank Saka you, to, be yes. his, to be his, like, not that it just bears his name, but, like, he has, like, kind of his flagship you know, his big brands and he's like, Oh, this is like a fun thing. Even though red meat lovers is getting a national release. I still think that he's, it's, it's just like a fun thing that he does. Whereas Papa Saka is like with me Carita and you know, his, his sober Mesa. It's like one of his flagship brands. And, um, and, but I could be wrong, but I, I would think that he's okay. If it's not getting as much attention as Papa Sock, it's still going to get plenty of attention. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Still, no, that's kind of, you know, I, I would say that's smoke. a fair accurate. Yeah. All right. Uh, Randy Griggs, uh, Dunbarton tobacco and trust. You got to sit down with Steve at the show and, uh, interview him, uh, personally. What do you think? Buy, hold or sell? Uh, <clears throat> hold on there. Cause this is going to go a while. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love everybody. No. Uh, no, no, it's not a hold. It's a buy. It's a buy. Uh, I, I literally, I, I was in the booth for three and a half hours for an interview. And at some point, unconsciously, I acknowledged that this might be my favorite brand in cigars today. Period. Stop hard. That's that's the end of the conversation. I do love 
I love that, Eric, that you put these two together because, uh, you know, we have this fun, you know, uh, kind of endeavor, you know, looking at, you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You you look at uh, Kobe and Shaq. Who did it best? And, and, and we, we end up assuming that whoever ends up with more championships was the one that was more relevant in their three peats or you know whatever it is they're both freaking hall of famers uh nick malillo you know deserves all his respect i love everything that was said about about him he's a hall of famer steve sock is just a different cat man uh what, what he's done and 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 i'm so glad that nick labretti said it that he he doesn't want meat lovers to be the primary focus of his brand because it's not even his brand it's it's darnell's brand you know it's he's ultimately the contract uh producer for this line and he wasn't going to give that up because he's done so much work to make that uh you know relevant in today's market the papa Saka is phenomenal the 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 packaging that he's put together for for the unicos and do and doing the those are the the unicorns are so phenomenal um you know from a packaging standpoint from a a brand positioning standpoint but but you know showing his range uh coming out with the brulee in 2019 showing that he he isn't just all full body full flavored you know in your face uh type type smoker that he can do the brulee which is you know in my opinion the best connecticut on the market today uh steve Saka is an ambassador for our industry he's he he's you know to it points me that here he's so engaged he responds to people he's a real person he's engageable he's he's approachable it's also real dunbarton is one of the best brands in my opinion on the market in the globe uh available today if you're if you're not buying on dunbarton i don't know what's wrong with you you're gonna go broke stop investing your money because you don't know what you're doing if you're not buying dunbarton tobacco trust there you go uh jordan uh what do you think about dunbarton tobacco trust do you buy hold sell jordan i think this this is like the strongest buy that i've ever done or that that should be done in the entire show i think um it's it's insane. Like just his business acumen, the vision that he yes. has for this. You've seen yes. it. We saw it slowly unfold. Twenty fifteen, he's got Sober Mesa. He he builds this brand up for a couple of years, adds on with the Broadleaf a year or two later, and then slowly just starts to just ramp up with you know filling out the portfolio. He's got the limiteds with the Mister Sakas, and then he acts like he doesn't like Connecticut, and then all of a sudden he comes out with. <laughs> <laughs> The best Connecticut's of the modern era. Um, he's, he's able to sell you a $100 cigar and you feel like you've got your money's worth. Um, he's able to do the shop exclusives and they all sell out instantly. And um, he's able to he, – he he also will kill off a brand too. He's not afraid to do that either. He's yep. got the, he had yep. Totos Los Dias and it wasn't – you know wasn't doing as well and so he kills that off but he doesn't like fully kill it off he'll bring it back you know in limited fashion every every year or two for the guys that were fans of that of that blend um i feel like nick actually blends more to my palate personally um but the the business the way that soccer runs the business it's insane this is the this is a absolute buy yeah, I mean, uh, I think you guys all said it the best. I mean, uh, from our perspective, the Wagashi was one of the 
uh, best-selling cigars that we've ever done with pre-orders were ridiculous. Uh, I was hoping that we would do 300 pre-orders we, of boxes. We did 1,400 of those. Um, uh, Steve, right now, he's the hottest brand going. There's just absolutely no getting around it. Jordan, how old is uh, Beck? Beck is seven. Beck, Jordan's son, Beck, is seven, and he's got a green thumb. Like Nick has, Nick has the green thumb on the industry. He just gets it. He understands. My own, my only concern with Nick at all, and this is this isn't even fair to say, but how how does he, how does he continue at this trajectory? His, Are you going, Steve or Nick? I'm sorry, uh, Steve. Steve's trajectory is is such a a, a hockey stick, you know. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's that- it's going so fast, so high. How does he? I I would only imagine that maybe in the next couple of years he might have, you know, a down year, and they'll be saying, "Oh, like he Steve had a down year," but like that's only because. Well, I would almost say that like if any years a down, like this was kind of like a, a faux down year. Like he yeah. he didn't have to do too much this year, and it was still he still. Well, I also I think his time I think his time at Drew Estate, you know, kind of you know running you know president of that and seeing the the, the back end logistics part of a major manufacturer. Yeah, I think he takes his time, even if it seems like he's coming out with everything. I mean, listen, we the 50th anniversary for us was the Saka Khan that did it. Like he had that planned and ready to go for when it launched eight months after we got a couple of boxes. So that means it was ready a year before that. Like he is just very whatever he's releasing in 2026. I'm sure it's like he already is buying the tobacco for it right now. He's just so well prepared that, yeah, I think if anything, we'll see a year like this where it's like, oh, I'm going to bring some of these regional ones to the mainstream and bring you like kind of one new thing. And it's going to be the best cigar that we smoked that year. Nope. All right, so I think we've we all agree that that was. I do uh, think that red le- red meat lovers doesn't quite fit into the brand. I don't know. Yeah, how but gonna... I think there's a Jordan. Jordan, I I don't remember what was or wasn't on the air, but uh, I, I and I hate to spill secrets. I, I mean that that is a partnership that he's done. He's been very clear about that, at least to us. That you know he's the contract uh, blender and producer of that cigar. Uh, that that whole brand belongs to that company and what they're doing. That, that is really not part of the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust like lineup, and so his his support of it is like he's put too much hard work and effort into making amazing cigars and making that brand a thing for him to let that just slip away. That is not a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust line. It just isn't. It's a standalone line. It really shouldn't be judged in any way, shape, or form against the back uh, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. My opinion, based on what what Steve has told me, that's a that's a contract brand that he's made. Um, so if, if if you're looking at that brand as a as a reason to buy and sell, you're looking at the wrong things. Um, it's a it's a standalone brand. Uh, it's nitpicky. Itself. It's nitpicky, but yeah, like I I feel like it could have been more limited national or something i don't all right uh the last one uh of the night thank you guys for sticking with us uh still got a huge crowd on facebook and youtube thank you guys um i'll go ahead and start now normally in the past um like i was i would say this would be like a slam dunk but maybe there's an argument here uh drew estate jordan i was oh where's what in the world did we no yeah there we go there we go (laughs) why did i get on there yeah 
Uh, Drew Estate. Uh, so obviously we did Nick, we did Steve, and now Drew Estate. Um, so Drew Estate's coming back to the uh, PCA uh, next year, uh, which is a, I think, you know, here's the thing. Like uh, Drew Estate said, we're never, ever coming back. We don't need to come back. Um, but I think, I think now that just played itself out in a way where we knew that eventually they were going to have to, all the, all the big four were going to have to come back. The only one that we haven't heard from uh, is, is Davidoff coming back. But obviously, Altus is, is was back this year. Uh, General was kind of back with Forged, and then um, Drew Estate has plans to be back this year. So let's talk about Drew Estate boys uh, on the panel here. I, I, everything that they do has uh, is obviously a huge success. They're one of the best selling brands in the world. I I do get a little nervous about like who is the face of the brand at this point. Like uh, that's my only sort of concern about about them. Uh, Blacken has been very successful. I know Scotty, you said that um, in your lounge, uh, Blacken sells amazingly well. Yes, it's very well received. It's one of those where, I mean, especially local here in Colorado, you've not only got you know the big names and the brand behind it with James Hetfield and of course Metallica and all of that juggernaut <laughs> behind it. Uh, but you've also got Rob Dietrich, who, if those that don't know, Rob Dietrich is also one that's from here in Colorado and is also one of the distillers originally from Stranahan's. And it was, it's something that just a couple of names here and that, that cigar moves on its own. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously there's, there's no issue with them selling. I, I want to see them, um, I would like to see them uh, crystallize, if you will, uh, a face of the brand a little bit more in the coming years and maybe have, um, you know, a core line or two that's mainly more focused uh, on Drew Estate as, as opposed to somebody else. And I think, I think that the Metallica guys have done a good job, like next to uh, Guy Fieri and Espinoza, um, mm. James Hetfield has done a really good job supporting this brand, which is really, really good. Uh, but I'd like to see something from Drew Estate next year, and I, I feel like we will. Obviously, for me, this is a buy. It might not be as strong of a buy as maybe um, six, seven years ago, of course, because I think they're right now they're in some sort of transitionary stage. But I'm still going to buy on Drew Estate. Jordan, what do you think about Drew Estate? Yeah, uh, I always knew they would come back to the show, even if they didn't know it. Um, that's great. That's great news that they're coming back. Um, it's it, the the M eighty one is actually a pretty stinking good cigar. I've been smoking a lot of those lately. It's good price point. Um, I think it's a great selling point for retailers uh, to be able to tell that that narrative. I think it's kind of uh, it's interesting that they got rid of. I like that they got rid of my Uzi weighs a ton, and then they brought that in, and it's kind of interesting that they look very similar. Like it's, uh, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the same blend or anything, but it's uh, that so was it fills a, the same it, space. It fills the same space, but in a better way. They were able to upgrade what they they got rid of one, and they were able to upgrade it. I don't think James Hetfield uh, gets enough credit for like Guy Fieri gets all the credit for being the guy that like actually um, takes a brand and like pioneers it as like a celebrity but i think he's done a james heffield's done done a good job as well he's, he's smoking the cigars at the concerts um if you pay attention to him he's actually pushing it pretty hard um i think he's right below guy fieri in terms of like an actual cigar celebrity um being involved in the industry which is really great um i like what they did we obviously we gave h99 cigar of the year last year um and that cigar is maybe the best cigar they've ever made i think things are looking up it's a it's a buy for me 
All right, Randy Griggs, Flavor Odyssey. Drew Estate, the <laughs> brand that brings you some of the most delicious cigars in all the world and has a portfolio that covers the full spectrum of flavor, so much so that they have a cigar for every smoker and every occasion. I mean, it's a buy for me. There you go. All right, uh, Nick Libretti, what do you think? Uh, Drew Estate is kind of an interesting brand late, late last five, six years. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Drew, Drew is definitely a uh, a buy. I mean, like you guys said, what they did with Blackened, um, that's been a huge success. Uh, the Underground 10, I think, was also a huge success, uh, taking that brand and, and then elevating it, making it a little bit more luxurious. That got um, top five for our cigar of the year when it came out two years ago, last year, two years ago. Um, and you know what? You know, you were saying, Eric, like, who's the face of it now? I think they might have transcended that. I mean, I know that Jonathan was out, and then they kind of wanted Willie to be more of the face, but then Willie doesn't really want to do that, which is fine. Willie's great. I love talking to Willie, but if he wants to stay in the factory and blend, let him do that. Um, And then I haven't seen a lot of Jonathan recently, um, but I don't think they need it. I think they're just, as a company, they're a juggernaut. Um, As long as they know what they're doing blend-wise, they're marketing it correctly. I mean, I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. And then even... Acid, it like kind of transitioning now more the um, Deadwood is like really, really popular and kind of taking over that infused space a little bit. Uh, yeah, they're, they're at 100% buy. All right, there you go, uh, Aaron Loomis. Yeah, I think we've seen a maturing of the business over the last few years. You know, it was uh, early on, it was like, you know, this kind of fly by the seat of your pants, like just scream in your face, blast the music, and you just, you know, you wanted to just be a part of that kind of a thing. But I think, you know, last few years, we've seen that kind of um, with Swisher coming on board and some other people bringing in that had uh, some, you know, financial analysis background, stuff like that, kind of analyzing tobacco use and all that stuff. Like, it's still got that kind of fun you know, party in the front, business in the back kind of thing going on. So, um, you know, M81 has done really well. Um, they kind of went through the COVID years, maybe better than any other brand, being able to do yeah. Uh, yeah. engagement over social media, um, getting the barn smokers back. Um, I don't yeah. think they've gotten the safaris kind of going back on, but, um, you know, barn smokers is an opportunity for you to, to see the faces of the brands there. So, um, you can have some one-on-one time with those guys and get a feel for the the process and all the tobacco and all that stuff. Um, and like Nick said, I mean, you know, with JD not in front, I don't think it's going to really hurt them at all. I mean, um, you know, if you have an opportunity to go to the barn smoker, you can get a chance to see JD if you want. But um, other than that, I think that they've got a good, you know, fan base and, um, you know, those those smokers are probably bringing in other smokers to smoke the brand. So I think they've got their kind of machine running to kind of make that happen and, and bring in the new smokers. And, you know, they did a huge paring down of the SKUs and, you know, finding out what sold, what didn't sell, what, you know, what they needed to focus on, what not. And they, you know, kind of did all that adjustment and kind of moved that along. So um, I think it's got a really good business back end and, and they've got, um, you know, the brands that they want to put together up front. So, um, you know, I don't see anything changing in regards to that. So it's an easy buy for me. Aaron is a buy. Coop, you are the final guy. Uh, Drew Estate, do you buy, hold, or sell on Drew Estate? It's a buy, um, but a few points. Make no bones about it. Jonathan Drew is still the face of that brand. He's cut back on his event schedule over the past few years, but he, I mean, he was just down at the Great Smoke. I mean, he, he does limited events, but 
Make no bones about it, Jonathan Drew is still the, the face of that brand. He's still the creative force behind that brand. And he's getting some help from William Pedro at times. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of the H99, but I'll just say it's the H99 has done a good job. Oh. It, it was, it was, what? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like an 89-rated cigar for me. All right, it was, oh, but it's on the best. Coop. But, but they've done a good job at finally getting – it took a while for them. They're getting it into the market. It clearly is becoming one of their – you know, now it's kind of available like the other Liga providers have done. So they've done a good job. As far as this transition goes, this transition really maybe is only noticeable to some of the people on this panel. It really – the, the yeah. transition has not been noticeable to people who are the consumers and the retailers here. They still, they're still doing a lot of events. They have a strong sales force. And they're doing a lot of their consumer engagement marketing. I, I don't think that's changed. We may have seen some of the people we deal with behind the scenes, but that hasn't affected anything. And, you know, maybe they slowed down a little with some newer brands this year. They had to. They, there's a lot of brands they have in the market, and I think they have, they're going through some adjustment periods. But we're going to see new brands from them. I'm not worried. This is a buy. Uh, this is like the IBM stock. Buy, buy, buy this one. That's Drew Estate. This is They'll be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be fine. Did All you right, just say IBM buy. I, I. Do you even Don't have? Don't you mean Bitcoin? I, I work. Yeah, yeah. I work for them for a long time. I work for Coop, them like Coop, this, is Coop, buy, this is a buy like General Electric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goop has a JD like Powered Associates account. We all have Robinhood accounts. Uh, that, that just became really, really clear to me. You know, I, I went through some. I went through the lean years at IBM in the '90s, and I held on to my stock, and I'm glad I did. So, um, oh so my gosh! Go ahead, Nick. Coop, do you know where IBM started? Yeah, Endicott, New York. Binghamton, baby. Bear yeah, wow. that's right outside of Binghamton. Oh, yeah, Endicott. Hey, you know what? It's sad they just closed. They just they're out of that area now. That closed in the last year. It's kind of a sad yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, are, uh, can I give a shout out to Clayton Sherman who just uh, referenced Compaq? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, uh, Scotty, I'm going to have you look at the uh, averages for each company. Let's see some data, uh, baby. But before we get there, uh, I was a 50%. I was 10 buys, no holds, 10 I was going to go no holds, and then I said, you know what? Uh, Jordan was 9 buys, 1 hold, 10 sells. So Jordan is the only bearish one on the panel tonight. Uh Coop was 10 buys, 3 holds, 7 sells. Aaron was 12 buys, which is a surprise for me. I thought yeah. for sure he would be – I thought for sure Aaron would be the bearish guy, but he was 12 buys, 1 hold, 7 sells. Nick Labretti was 13 buys, very bullish by, by Nick. Uh, 2 holds, only 5 sells. Randy was 11 buys, three holds, and six sells. Now, we're going to go through the companies real quick. Uh, Scotty, I will name the brand. You tell me the average. Now, here's here's what the average means. The average means between the entire panel, uh, how, how should you feel about each brand? Uh, the higher percentage, the better. Um, Scotty, Rojas Cigars. Rojas Cigars was at a 33%. Crown Heads. Solid 100%. 100% buy nice. for Crown Heads. Uh, Luciano. A low 16.7%. Ooh, that's a little yep. lower than I would imagine. Uh, McAuliffe. 
33.3% as well. Uh, La Flor Dominicana. Everybody liked LFD 100%. Uh, I, I, kinda, I, did, I, I, did, I thought that would be high, but I didn't, I yeah, didn't, didn't, I didn't think it would be that high. high. Uh, Freud cigars. A low 25%. <laughs> uh, JSK. A sad and unfortunate 0%. Oh, no! Uh, Ferriotego. Oh, solid. 91.7%. Illusioni. Ah, oh, everybody was in 100%. El Septimo. Ah, uh, nobody could understand that brand. 0%. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make Ten cigars? Million. <laughs> $10 million answer right there. Uh, they make some great accessories, I hear. Uh, Cuban exactly. or Ah, uh, a very sad 0%. Wow. Uh, Rocky Patel. Rocky Patel was 41.7%. So not quite a buy on them. Romacrafts. Ah, solid. 83.3%. Nice improvement. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice improvement. Uh, Tatawahe. Ah, everybody's in 100%. Yeah, of course. Southern Draw. Southern Draw was a sad 8.3%. Black Label Trading Company. BLTC, 100%. Wow. Oh, that's a little higher and than Randy's I thought. Randy's still ticked off about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy was still mad. La, La Aurora. La Aurora. Legacy brand, low at 33.3. Foundation. Foundation, 100%. Nick's back. Uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Dunbarton was the easy buy of the night, 100%. That was the big buy of the night. Uh, Come Drew on. Estate was our final one. Drew Estate, solid juggernaut to this day, 100%. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the cigar brand stock market. Uh, Nick Labretti, where can people find you? How can people follow you? You make some amazing YouTube videos. Tell people how to uh, join on with the JR Cigar YouTube stuff. Yeah, so you could follow us on YouTube. We had a, we had some issues with YouTube, as a lot of cigar guys did. So you check out it's, uh, our page is called The Blending Room. But then make sure you check out the Long Ash Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a TikTok now. I don't do a lot of the TikTok videos, but we're, we're getting up there in TikTok views. And then just make sure to check out uh, JR Cigars. We have our uh, brand-new Cigar of the Month program we rolled out in March. It's getting... Uh, really good reviews. We have our JR Plus membership, and we have some big releases, some big private labels coming in the next few months, so make sure you check those out as well. Fantastic. Aaron Loomis of Developing Palettes. Tell us about Developing Palettes. How do people find you? Uh, what can they expect when they go to the uh, Developing Palettes website? Uh, I just want to say Bear Duplicity chimed in the chat and said this show ran far too long. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you if he That's was on true. tonight, can you imagine that? That's true. <laughs> we need to get Randy and Bear on the show and just let them hash it out, right? We'll break the podcast record, right? So let's, uh, let's do it. Uh, no, developmenthouse.com, uh, catch reviews all the time. You'll get a little bit of news, but we're, we're going to be review-focused. Um, but you can find us everywhere, YouTube, uh, podcasts, uh, all the social media channels, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we, you'll find us in your at Development Palettes. Oh, thank you, Aaron. Uh uh, let's go, Coop. Uh, tell us about Cigar Coop, cigar-coop.com. How can people find you on all the different socials? Yep, cigar-coop.com has everything uh, from our news, reviews, podcasts. Uh, of course, you can go to cigar underscore Coop on Twitter. You can go to the Cigar Coop page on Facebook, and there's a Cigar Under Coop page on Instagram. We will never be on TikTok. I can, I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> we Randy, will never be on TikTok. Uh, it wasn't Drew, my idea, but it's 
it's going well. You gotta yeah. do it. Uh, no. uh, Randy Griggs, uh, we have a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Flavor Odyssey, uh, tell folks what's going on. Uh, brewery tour. Yeah, we are doing our third annual brewery tour coming up for the Rocky C- Cigars. Uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar uh, Festival. <laughs> Rocky Cigars. Oh, Randy's Cigars. You love Rocky so much. Right? Yeah. Otters and flavor is what we're all about. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a third annual brewery bus tour. We will be releasing this weekend. The, uh, Randy won't be driving. Show. Don't worry about no, that. Yeah, oh, God, boy. God, no. oh, boy. He ran out of yeah, words. We're... He ran out of words for tonight. Yeah, we, we, we got a, bu- uh, a driver for the bus. It's not me. We're, we're doing Thank a third God. annual uh, event. Uh, stay tuned on all Cigar Dojo platforms for information coming up. Randy, uh, real quick, uh, do you know what the uh, Wednesday's uh, Flavor Odyssey episode will be? Because we've been doing emerging cocktails. We did yes. the best old-fashioned in the world. We did yeah. the, um, the Mezcal Negroni, which mm-hmm. was a very horrible pairing. And then <laughs> last week we did what did we do, Jordan? Penis, orange maple penicillin, orange, which was a really Ain't good drink. Well do you, done, do you, Jordan. Do you know the uh, the pairing for this week's flavor Odyssey? No idea at all. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to tune in on Monday, and Robbie will be <laughs> announcing. I will be choosing the pairing because Robbie's terrible at it. <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, yeah, yeah, so tune in on Monday. We'll have some <laughs> announcements on the brewery bus tour and the upcoming pairing it turns for, out for the uh, fourth episode cocktail trends basically just add saline to oh. any cocktail and it amplifies oh dude it by 20%. oh dude yeah, it, we should literally just do a show about how to make saline at home so that you can add it to your cocktails because it makes everything better i want to apologize to our viewers for randy um <laughs> Clearly, I, 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 I did mention it's my birthday weekend, and I told <laughs> yeah. you I was going to get drunk on the show, right? <laughs> uh, 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 a programming note. Um, next Friday night, we will not do a Smoke Night Live because my daughters are playing a big show at the Marquee Theater oh. in Denver. If you guys are in the Denver area, you should go to the Marquee Theater, Jordan. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Jordan just uh, finished uh, their latest video, which is absolutely a rocking, incredible uh, video. I can't wait to share that with you guys when it when it finally breaks. That's going to be super cool. But tonight on Dojoverse.com, I know it's late, but get on Dojoverse.com. Share what you're smoking. Share what you're drinking. Do some hashtags now playing. It's going to be a ton of fun. Until the next time, remember, everybody. Never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you next time.